Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 64. Uh, it's actually a very special episode that was kind of alluded to in either Indeed. the week before or the week prior. I think both weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this. I have at least. Yeah, but, um, so all three of us are actually recording in the, in the same room right now. Uh, Hunter hopped on one of those plainy, flyy things. Uh, <laughs> And ventured his way on over One of those to Korean duelists. Yeah, the uh, the Great White North. Yeah, I was going to mention that uh, we all reduce our audio quality down to Cass's level since now we're all recording off of Cass's mic. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, it's cool. Hunter's out here where we're all hanging out in person, recording mm-hmm. uh, in the same room. Uh, yep. Yeah, there's technically a webcam running. Who knows if the video will be released or not. You check. always do this, Cass. <laughs> check, I don't know no, if the I'm video saying, has like, released or but not. But, like, check the Discord if you're not subscribed to the Discord. Because yeah. if it does get released, that's probably where it's going to get released. So Come to the Discord no matter what. Yeah, it's not like out. we're streaming this, so... Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, on that note, Hunter, what are you drinking today? <laughs> you actually know. I Why do know, enough? actually. Yeah, so we went to uh, Backcountry Brewing earlier today in Squamish, which um, is really cool because I've heard it so much about that brewery from Chase and Cass. Everything I had there was good. Some of it was fantastic. So I have a beer that I had in a flight, which is the Strange Women Lion in Ponds Distributed Swords is No Basis for a System of Government Passion Fruit Sour by Backcountry Brewing. It's good. It's really good. And I'll, good I will one, have a, I'll have a cherry cola sour from them later in the podcast as well. Yeah, that one's good. I think I may have had that on the pod, or Cass have had I've that on the pod. I've definitely had that on the pod. Yeah, it, it's honestly like a mouthful of a name. Yeah. But yeah. Um, funny and a delicious fucking beer. I had that when we were actually at the brewery um, a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so actually, interestingly enough, Chase might actually be the only one with beer that has not been had on the pod before. Uh, which I've also got a couple of in the fridge that I'll be dipping into later. But um, I'm going to go ahead with mine, because Chase is going to have the, the new one. But uh, basically, Hunter did me the favor of bringing me um, a volcano sauce from uh, Aslan Brewing. Uh, which I've, I've had on the pod before, because the last time I was in D.C., I, I brought back like eight of them. Because they're fucking delicious. Yeah, and I had, uh, I had them on the pod so long back the cast didn't remember that I tried them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a sour ale that's brewed with uh, blackberries, blueberries, milk, sugar, and vanilla, uh, which I've lately been becoming very lactose intolerant. So my body's probably not going to like the fact that I'm drinking a lactose beer, but uh, here we are. Yeah. Um, Make the best of it. Yeah. Wow, the the video running means that you can actually show the can. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild, yeah. Well, it's because usually I'm just showing the can to like to you guys on the uh, yeah, but we can see cam. it. We're here with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll go next um, in case anybody else wanted to go next instead. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I have a big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. Uh, blue raspberry lemonade sour, which Cass had. Uh, two of he had one in the flight and then ordered a second one while we yep. were at the brewery so i was like ah oh, he must think it's really good um and so i bought a four pack of those and it was one that i hadn't tried yet so uh it's pretty good uh very very sour but it basically tastes like all the backcountry sours yeah since they have the same sour base that they just add flavors mm-hmm. to 
so the basic flavor is just delicious as always. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, I'm, that was, I'm that, a, I did try that one. It was really good. I'm a big fan of my like fruity lemonade flavors. Yeah. So um, yeah. Welcome to our first in-person podcast. It's gonna be cool. Uh, yeah, it feels so weird being here and like not talking through my computer right now. <laughs> yeah, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like we're actually doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it feels like a different podcast. It feels like a new thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Super okay. fast intermission, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say that um, the noise of us setting down our drinks is pretty audible on the table. So I don't know how big of a deal that's going to be because it's not like a horrible sound. But, um, you know, I just wouldn't. If it's poss- if it's convenient for us not to do it, that works out probably cool. better. Are, well, we're... are they like soft coasters? No, we don't have any coasters. We just hold our beer. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's yeah. like the rule of the podcast is you gotta have drink in hand. So, like, we might just have to take that very yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, uh, lead us back in, Cass. Okay. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to discuss, uh, which unfortunately Hunter and I did kind of have a brief, uh, little interlude last night. We cut it off though to save ourselves for the podcast. we did. Uh, but something, I want to talk about something that, uh, Mercified pointed out on the Discord, which is in regards to my old agent idea of the jack of all trades, is he was saying, isn't that just kind of Phoenix? Um... Like he he's got his he's got his blaze, uh, which you know being the wall, kind of like a controller ability. He's got the molly, which is, well, also kind of a controller ability. Um, the flash, which is very initiator like, and then uh, the alt, which is very dualisty. And so the only thing he's kind of missing is the lockdown that a sentinel has, which you could argue that the molly, kind of does that too. Well, when you're talking yeah. about, like, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none, that none of them are very good, and that definitely applies to Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. well, um, aside from the alt. And the, the alt is very good. But also, I would say the flashes are dualist flashes and not initiator flashes at all. Yes, because you yes. have to be right there to throw the flash. So you really yeah. don't have any initiator utility, um, because you're not going to be flashing for your teammates with a Phoenix flash. There are no Phoenix flash lineups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I, I would argue there are actually a couple really good ones, um... When you're on defense, and like you hear the enemy rushing up to sight, and yeah. you can flash an angle with Phoenix. Like the one that I'm really thinking of is uh, on Seaside Haven when you're behind um, on the other side of like Gen or Default or whatever. You can flash either over the top or around the side, uh, and then if you have like a teammate playing like platform or like uh, like logs, they can swing off that flash. Which, I know that's a very isolated scenario, but, like, I think that's really strong in that, number one, Phoenix Flashes are pretty hard to dodge now. But the main downside that Phoenix Flashes have is where you're swinging from is incredibly predictable. And, like, as a Phoenix, you'll often just get just one-tapped. Well, because you have to swing immediately, basically. Yeah. And you can see exactly where the Flash is emanating from originally. mm -hmm. Um, You actually, like... Because it lasts longer now, you don't need to. You can kind of... You can wait a second. You can, and like, not a full second, but, like, you can pause for, like, a split sec. But that's also assuming the enemies didn't dodge the flash at all. Yeah. Um, Which I don't dodge Phoenix flashes. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. Yeah. Very, very hard. I dodge Phoenix flashes if I'm facing the other way to begin with. <laughs> if there's, like, a 
piece of <laughs> they like, throw the flash into the back of my head then yeah if there's a box just like strategically positioned correctly yeah. and by no fault of your own just you happen to miss the flash well there's some angles like that that I'll intentionally hold with an op uh, I don't really do this with rifles but like there are definitely some that I intentionally hold uh, like a certain angle with an op so that like I know when that flash comes around the corner there's going to be something in the way that's going to block yeah. Where that flash would be. I definitely do yeah. that if I'm, like, holding a narrower angle that might mm-hmm. be flashed out so yeah. that they could push it. But, like, you know, if I'm just kind of walking to sight, mm-hmm. then no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If, like, the Phoenix Times is flashed very poorly with the Sova Dart landing back sight, mm-hmm. and I turn around to shoot the Sova Dart, and that's when the Phoenix Flash comes through, like, I'm dodging the Phoenix Flash. <laughs> it's not It's not because the Sova Dart's there. We're, We're getting a little off topic here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jack of all trades, agent being yeah. Phoenix. Um, he's a pretty shit job of being a Jack of all trades, I think. Well, I mean, the whole saying is Jack of all trades, master of none, which he does a great job of. Maybe, but by ma- yeah. master of none, you just don't have two of them? Don't have two of them? What? Like, we were saying he just doesn't have... Initiator or sentinel no, utility. You're uh, saying the flash is initiator, even though it's more yeah, duelisty flash. It's a duelisty flash, but like you could say it's more of an initiation tool, more so than like. Yeah, because in the current meta, one of the key things you want from your initiators is flashes, and so therefore, if you're picking a duelist who has flashes, you want to lean into that and possibly not have a flashing initiator based comp wise so so that that's where i feel like it, it works even though obviously the way you employ them is different yeah maybe yeah because i'm not saying this just to make the you know the jack of all trades thing work but just because i've thought about that when it comes to like you know team comps and how to run you know double blue list or how to get phoenix arena in the in the comp and i feel like that's how you'd have to do it instead of running you know breach sova you'd have to swap the breach out for a phoenix for example, where, you know, you're using the fact that they both have flashes to be able to justify the swap a little bit more, I feel like. But also That's not the only thing. Yeah, but when you're looking at a team comp, like, you're saying, like, hey, we want, we need flashes. You're not saying, hey, we need a flashing initiator. Well, yeah, like when you need flashes. Like yeah, when you're, already, when you're already locked in and people aren't locked yet, right? You're just like, are people like, oh, like, hey, like, I'll fill, what should I play? You're like, oh, like, we need flashes. Yeah, and I guess, I guess that's a good point. But, like, speaking about it in terms of the initiator first, that's more of a pro thing. In our mm-hmm. lobbies, mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh my god, you should have gone Sky, not Phoenix. What the heck? Yeah, <laughs> like no, you, you don't really flashes. care as long as you got flashes to yeah, get exactly. you out of sight. Yeah. It's just yeah. who's going to be following up those flashes changes, obviously. Right, right. Um, I don't know. what I don't really remember what your original idea was with the jack-of-all-trades, but I, if I remember correctly, it was something with like, oh, if you know, you're just missing something on the team, someone could just, oh, I guess I'll play this agent and like fill well, my, my initial idea was that you would have a, like, a point-and-shoot. I, now, I could be wrong. This is just how I remember it. Yeah. But, like, I think my initial idea was you've got a, um, you got these, like, balls, effectively, that you can throw, and they'll, like, you know, they can stick to wherever, whatever it lands on, right, is where it is. And then once it's landed, you have the option to select between... Like, uh, like whether you want that to flash or you want that to smoke. And so, like, one of the things I thought was really cool is you could preemptively just place this this ball on the wall somewhere. And it, kind of yeah. like an Astro Star, the enemy team could see it. They know it's there. Yeah. And they don't necessarily know if you're going to make that a flash or if you're going to make that smoke. Or, like, I don't know, maybe I had a, a Molly included in that as well. 
And so it's like you can kind of pick which one you want. And then it works similar to Astra where you have a, a separate resource being her stars that you can make use of. And then the different things have different cooldowns associated with it. Right. Um, but unlike Asher, I wanted it to be more of a lineup thing that you could make use of instead of just like a enter a different form and be like, oh, that goes there. Right. So it's something yeah. that you'd have to place on a wall or throw to a wall. or you know. yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. you could physically retrieve it. Right. Rather than Astra's global recall. You could right. like jump yeah. and grab it off the wall. Um, yeah, which like I like the whole idea that I had behind that was like there there are oftentimes when you're the last person to pick and it's like, oh well we don't have smokes and we don't have flashes. And you only get one or the other. You only get one or the other currently, and I wouldn't really count Omen's paranoia as a flash. Yeah. It's a really good fucking piece of utility. But like it's not a flash in the sense of like, hey, we want to pop out of this smoke and go on to site. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like... You, you kind of need to know where people are or be clearing something out with it. Yeah, you can intentionally be like, hey, like if they're back gen, they're getting caught by this with the paranoia. Yeah. But you can't just like... You can't entry onto site with it because right. there's too many angles that could have been held. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I think to a certain extent, I think Phoenix does a, a fairly good job of being this jack-of-all-trades agent... I just think there, there, there are a couple things that he's missing. A smoke. Uh, well, I think the blaze wall. He has Viper or Harbor. You yeah. Know, more about walls than traditional smoke. Well, sure, but we have discussed this. It's the worst piece of utility in the game. Well, yeah, yes. yeah. But like the point is it blocks off a line of sight. And, yeah. and yeah, Viper okay, wall is not the worst piece of utility in the game. No, but it's significantly better than Phoenix wall. Yeah, but like... The oh, whole, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. But like the whole point yeah, yeah. is he's not. it's not supposed to be as good as the Viper wall. No, and I it's not it's, supposed to be, yeah. but it needs to be well, better. Right. Than I it think it needs to be a bit better. To be this yeah. jack of all trades. Just to be clear, I, Cass isn't arguing Phoenix is fantastic as a jack of all trades. He's discussing yeah. the idea yeah. as a theoretical, not that Phoenix is actually the best character in the game. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm just disagreeing that we already have that agent in the game. Oh, well, I. Being Phoenix. I, I'm just saying that there's like. I think there are a couple changes you could make that would really push Phoenix into this role. Um, the, the first one that I was really considering was um, I think there are a couple things that you need to do with his with his wall in particular. Uh, and then something you need to do with his molly um, to to give it more impact. Because, like, his flashes are good. His alt is good. He just has two somewhat more mediocre abilities, if right. not just outright bad. Um, and so I think if the, the two things that I would, like, really change about the wall is, first of all, if you throw your wall up and over something... That should not count towards the total distance of the wall. Like, if I want to throw that over a box or, like, up into to heaven on, like, say, a Sente site, right? Yeah. Like, that counts, the, the, the amount that it goes up by counts against your total distance. It's like... I didn't know this so much. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So, like, okay. if you were to throw, like, a phoenix wall into heaven, which I didn't know that you could do... You can get it up certain things. You can't get it up, like, you can't get it into haven, a heaven. Okay, doesn't that's go that what way. I was looking at. No, like, that's no. What I was thinking but it there. goes into, like, Ascent A Heaven, if you throw it up at that angle. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, but, like, the... Or like, I'm pretty sure you can get it over Gen on Seaside Haven. Um, like, things like that. But I, I think the biggest thing is, like, currently it functions like a string. Hmm. And that string has a set length. Like, yeah. And so by bending it over something, you're giving up the the distance it can cover right and i think that needs to not be the case 
And then when you throw it, when you throw it up and over something, that should not count against your total distance cap. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah. Which if, is how Viper's Wall works. Right. Yeah. And presumably Harbor's. But I don't... I don't. Well, yeah, yeah Harbor's just goes through there. shit, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same um, as Viper. And so, yeah, and then I think also it should go through shit if you don't throw it up and over something. Yeah. Like, if I throw it through, it should go through. If I want to throw it up and over to cover off that high line of sight, too, you should aim upwards when you throw it. If I were to, like, throw the wall at Jen... Would it go through Jen, or would it no. just stop at Jen? It would You'd stop have to, like, Jen. angle up to go over. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Would, like, it wouldn't show up past it. No. I just, like, aim straight into it. No. It just end at Jen. And it should go through that. Yeah, it definitely should. Um, well, that's good to know. I, I think I'm going to figure all this shit out pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. about you playing Phoenix. Yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah. And so, okay, first of all, I think that should be a change. Uh, uh, second, and I think this should apply to his Molly as well, but, like, it should have DOT. If you touch it, and then you leave it, it should do damage even though you've left it. Yeah, and what Cass and I workshopped last night is you step in the Phoenix Molly, you immediately take something like 30 damage, and then you get the on-fire status effect, which, if you just leave it alone, will go for something fairly long, like 10 seconds. But you can take one second to, like, you know, pat your arms off by pressing, like, F or something. Huh. And, like, put it out. So it's sort of like a cypher dart. If you take a minute to deal with it, then you could not take... Interesting. ...not be affected as much. To pat the fire out. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, no, yeah, I think it'd be a cool new mechanic. Um, I also don't think there's any DOT in the game currently. No. Yeah, I, there's... Still. No. Yeah, For, so Since like, the last time we discussed it, nothing DOT has been introduced. Right. So. Um, and then... The other thing is, like, so yeah, I think, like, when you get set on fire by either his wall or his molly, it should do that. The other thing I think about his molly is, I think when you right-click it, it shouldn't just drop on the ground, because that's often an inconvenience to your teammates, right? Like, oh, I now have to avoid this area, I can't hide in this cubby with you, right. because you dropped a fucking molly on the ground. To heal yourself, yeah. Um, You should just, like, yeah. he should, like, either eat the ball of fire, or just, like, push it into his chest. And then heal from that. Similar to whenever, yeah. Cass, whenever you say to eat the ball of fire, I just think of that meme where it's like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I picture happening. He's just shoving a ball of fire down yeah. his yeah. throat. Um, yeah. But like, I think it should function more like a sage self-heal. Like you just, you know, you, you, you hit right click, yeah. it heals you. You don't drop the fucking molly anywhere. And then if you want, because like, I see, I see Phoenix people do this all the time. They never fucking right-click the molly anyway. You just walk to the ground and you fucking left-click. It's not like it yeah. saves you time. If anything, yeah. it takes longer for the right-click to come out. Well, like does the right-click throw it at your feet? Yeah, it's an under. Well, no, so the, the right-click underhand throws it, which means that it's faster to get it on the ground right in front of you if you just do that versus tossing it up and then having it come oh, out. Yeah. I think, I think. I'm not 100% sure. It certainly doesn't help you to right-click it. For healing purposes. I it's, didn't even know you could right-click the molly. Yeah, yeah, it's only if... That's only for chucking your molly around the corner, really. Okay. Like you kind of just see, like, people, yeah, look at the ground look where they're the, the molly click. and yeah. click yeah. it and throw it. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it has the same properties as, like, the KO and, like, the KO flashes mm -hmm. stuff. The other thing is, there should be no fucking... Or KO nade, actually. Yeah. 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 The, Close. The, the other thing about his molly that's just fucking stupid is it, it's got, like, a distance cap on it. Like how far you can throw like, it. Like you fucking throw it and it keeps going and it doesn't follow the parabola. At a certain no, no, point, it, it just, just fucking falls out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. Like, give Phoenix some lineup capabilities here. <laughs> I'm I not sure if that's the way to go. I'm not sure if that's the way to go, honestly. 
I mean, there are lineup capabilities with the uh, the arc yeah, to draw. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. People but like, have come up with yeah, those but you can, specifically. But, yeah. but like, you can do it anyway. If that was a remove mechanic, yeah, you just have to figure yeah. out the new lineup. I don't know what that. Yeah, mechanic I'd be okay. is. and it would give you access to more lineups. What what they could do is make it like KO knife, where it goes very fast and doesn't drop very quickly. So like, yes, you could do a lineup with it, but it would be pretty difficult. Um. And in general, it's just really quick to throw to a location. You don't have to arc it very much. You know what? I like that. And they should also change the name to Fastball instead of Hot Hands. Ooh. But the thing is, then you're going to be able to, like, molly off angles that are, like, way down lines of sight. Good. Like, imagine yeah. you're holding Seelong on Haven. Mm-hmm. And you're you're on defense as Phoenix. And as soon as barriers drop, you molly the pe- the place where people would be picking you from. I don't see an issue with that. Yeah. Especially, yeah, I mean, also it depends on, you, you know. You just can't really do that with any other mollies. Yeah, yeah, it's unique. Yeah. But, like, it's aggressive more yeah. than the other mollies, which I think is fitting for, for mm-hmm. Phoenix. And also, he's already got the curveball, so give him the fastball. <laughs> and knuckleball. That could, well, yeah, you curve his wall. That can be his knuckleball. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. like... I, I think, like, I don't think Phoenix is very far off, and, like, I know that, like, Riot has come out and said that, like, he's actually doing pretty good in ranked. Yeah. But, like, I think if you just give him, like, a couple more things that aren't necessarily numerical changes, but more, like, conceptual changes to the way in which some of his utility works, that he really could fit into this jack-of-all-trades kind of agent. I mean, maybe, but not, I don't think in the same way that you described the jack-of-all-trades originally. No. Yeah. Because, one, the jack-of-all-trades originally is to be a fill for smokes and flashes, which is not a duelist. Yeah. Right? So, like, adding another duelist to that comp is probably not what you're looking to do. This might be a perfect time to transition into the other topic that we mentioned, Cass. Well, hold on. I like. I think there's a couple more things I okay, want to okay. say about Never this mind. before Never we mind. go. But, like, okay. Nobody in your team picks Viper. You're playing on Breeze. It's last patch. Yeah. Right? That Phoenix wall to get you out onto site? It's not the end of the world. Or, like, it's not like a bad thing is what I'm saying. Well, it's not bad, but yeah. it's not... You Okay, sure, it's one time. If you get yeah. sold on your push, yeah, you don't get it again. But, like... It's not controller utility. No, but that's why you would play Viper in theory. But we're in ranked. We're not in a pro lobby. Nobody picked Viper. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that. Except you, I don't know. You just have a duelist on the team instead of a controller or an initiator. And I think that if you were to be in the situation where, you know, most likely people lock two duelists, and that this is why, or three duelists, this is why you don't have flashes or smokes. Yeah, you like they <clears throat> you have a weird team comp to begin with, and this character is supposed to get you out of having a weird team comp by providing some, maybe not the best utility, but. You could pick a Phoenix, or I think it'd be better to just pick someone that has good flashes or good smokes and deal without the other one. Okay, sure, but the other thing is, like, and this might be the thing that Hunter was trying to transition into, but, like, I think the labels that Riot gave agents was the worst fucking idea. Like, it shouldn't be that these are duelists, these are initiators, these are controllers, these are sentinels. I don't know how many times we have to bring this up on the podcast. This is just the fucking agent's kit. Like, it doesn't matter that Phoenix is a duelist. I'm saying that his his kit makes him a duelist. It makes him aggressive. By which nature is, of his kit. Which is not the kind of agent that you're looking for when you're looking to fill a comp 
that doesn't have smokes or flashes. But that doesn't necessarily make him, like, that doesn't necessarily make him a bad pick in that scenario where you've got neither. I think it, it makes him a worse pick than somebody who is specifically a flasher or a smoker. Like, I think it would be better to choose an Omen or a KO in this scenario than choose a Phoenix. I, I, I'm kind of thinking that through. I don't know what I would prefer, because the wall to get out on the site on Breeze in that example would be really nice. But, like, I feel like I'd rather have a Phoenix than an Omen, just because Dome Smokes are so useless on getting onto a site Breeze. Breeze isn't even in the game right now. You know, but that's, that's <laughs> theoretical, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, because, you know, the problem is that a wall, like we discussed, is not the best. Well, place. I'd rather have the Brim than a Phoenix on Breeze. Oh, yeah, because at least he can drop three smokes at once. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably would rather have a Brim. Right titty, left titty, and cleavage. Yeah, that's way better than the Phoenix wall is going to get you. And you know yeah. what? We're going to deal without flashes. And I think that the trade-off for having the Brim is better than, like, having a Phoenix flash as well. Counterpoint. Maybe you don't want to play Brim. It's maybe a... maybe you <laughs> want to play Phoenix. But we're in the scenario where you're just filling anyway. Well, I mean, counter-counterpoint. <laughs> you can play all five duelists and fucking roll the other team. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or you can be all five duelists and play us that one night. I don't remember which of you I was playing with. I was playing other, with you. Yeah, 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 where the other team just starts crying mid-game. They're like, oh, why did we go five duelists? Because we were just beating them mm-hmm. badly. But anyway, we're, we're, we're kind of taking things to the, to the extreme, which is like, you know... In low elo, would you possibly pick a phoenix to fill Viper's role? Whereas, like, realistically, the question could be, might it be nice to use that kind of, sort of, controller-ish wall as a supplement to having a controller? Like, for example, would you want to have Brim for the dome smokes, and then Phoenix for the wall to initially get you onto site? So maybe use one Brim smoke and the wall to get you onto site, and then you have two Brim smokes for, like, the post plant. Like, something like that is probably a lot more realistic than just not picking a controller at all, considering how important they are. I mean, I would agree with that. I think that, yes, that is probably more realistic and very useful that you could play a strategy like that, and then you're able to play around the wall a lot more and, like, kind of cover its weaknesses with the other smokes. Right. But... But the wall gives you more options than you would... Yes, yes. But it also just doesn't mean... It doesn't fit the description of being that fill agent. Specifically, like, what this topic started with. Well, yeah, I mean, I think part. I think it's a bit of a uh, paradox. Well, paradox isn't the right word. It's, it's, a, it's a tough balance, right? Because if you had an agent who was legitimately good at all of the roles, you know, it could very easily be that they're just the number one meta agent. Because just having oh, yeah. that much flexibility mm-hmm. would be a problem. So, like, you probably can't have an agent who you would often pick as, a, as your main one of any of the roles. But well, multiple of them. You couldn't have an agent who, like... Oh yeah, they're a good choice for controller and initiator and duelist. You know, they're run fifty percent on a bunch of different maps. Like that would just be too good, mm-hmm. right? So like it, it has. To, it seems like the balancing has to be they're nice to provide secondary value of one of those roles, right? Because otherwise they're just going to be too strong. Because like there are certain maps, and like I know I know Bind, which is no longer in the pool, was like a big one, which like pro teams would often play like Brim Viper. Yeah, right. Because like right. you want. You specifically wanted that Viper Lurk Wall on um, on A site when you're attacking, and then you wanted the the Orb on A site for defending. 
Right. Because that orb had a lot of stall, and that work wall had, well, basically kept people around. Like, yeah. unless someone is actively playing in U-Haul, or has some utilities set up to know if anybody has worked into U-Haul, like, you need to constantly be aware of the fact that, like, hey, somebody could be creeping up here. Yeah. If we're not face-checking it. Um, and I think that was, like, that's a scenario in which, like, you want that Viper wall, therefore you pick the Viper. But that's not necessarily the wall that we're going to use to take sight. That wall is there to apply pressure on the enemy team when you're defaulting. And so, like, you really want those brim smokes to supplement your actual execute. And now, that combo works really, really fucking well on that map. And so, like, it wouldn't make sense to swap one of them out with a different agent. But in the context of a different map, it could be really nice to have you know, some kind of passive, or like, let's just use Omen, for example, right? Right. You kind of put Omen smokes in areas to, you know, insinuate, hey, maybe we're creeping up here, right? And unless you're going to actively check this, you're not going to know. And then you can use, like, uh, like, you could use that Phoenix wall plus the one remaining Omen smoke you have to actually execute onto site when the time came. Um... And so I think there's definitely some potential to be had in, like, what Hunter's saying of, like, like if you did do some tuning to Phoenix's kit, in which he would be a really good support duelist that can basically just ease up the pressure on some of the other roles, right? Like, when you're KO and you have two flashes in a round, you don't want to just, like, toss one out kind of for shits and giggles. Or to, like, see if you get a reaction off it. Because that's kind of a waste of one of the one of two flashes you have. Yeah. But if you also have two Phoenix flashes in your back pocket, like, then that gives KO a bit more freedom. <laughs> that just reminds me of a small little anecdote. I've had a lot of fun over the past week watching Eggwick's YouTube channel where he does uh, Iron World Cups. Yeah, Iron World Cups. Yeah. So, so much fun to watch. And there was a KO, I think, for America against Canada who, as soon as he started getting fired at, even if, it, even, even if it meant he had to just jump around in the open, he would pull out his flash and just left-click throw it at the person <laughs> who was shooting him. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I've seen in a minute. In, instead of shooting back? Well, yeah, he'd, he'd wait for the whole flash to go off. And typically he would survive that whole time because this is iron. And then he would, you know, take the duel. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. But as Gas was saying, yeah, you know, you don't want to waste that KO flash. Yeah, yeah it, it gives you, like, a, a bit more freedom because you have a, a worse but backup. Yeah, you know, it's well. just like you've got, yeah. you, you've got some, yeah, you've got some backup utility, yeah. basically, is what it is. And I think that taking that pressure off of the other agents on the team can be really good. And then, alternatively, let's say your KO happens to get so vaulted right off barrier drop. Well, now you still got some flashes. Yeah. Or your controller dies somehow. Like, you were defaulting, somebody aggressively pushed up with an off, got the pick on your controller. You're, and now uh, you have your angel, yeah. or, your angel in champions last year. Yeah. <laughs> Dying first every time. Right. I mean, I get it. As I get only. what you're saying is that, like, yeah. there is, like, you have something. You have a flash and you have some sort of controller ability with the wall with Phoenix. Is it good enough, I think, to, to fill that? No. But... You're right that it is a okay secondary, and it's better than having nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, do we want to? Oh, did we discuss the idea of not having roles? In yeah, because Chase was saying that we've talked about it a lot. Oh, I, I feel really like it, it comes up probably every few podcasts. Like, oh, I see. these okay. roles are, are terrible. Why? Like, <laughs> it's really about the utility that they have, not yeah. the role that Riot puts them up. Like, it, we talk about it constantly. Yeah. yeah, it really does piss me off, though. Regardless of if you should have roles or not, the fact that the duelist description was never changed and still says they need to seek that they need to have high frags and seek out engagements first, and it's like, no, like the high frags is very misleading to new yeah. players. Who, uh, you know, feel like that's that's what they need to prioritize to the detriment of their team, um, right? Yeah. Instead of taking mm-hmm. space, although if, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. were to like write the uh, the description as like taking space, they new players would be like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, you could say seek engagements first and take space, and then even if they don't understand yeah. the taking space, the seeking engagements first is pretty good. Or like pave the path for their team or something along those lines. That might yeah, be a that, too vague. <laughs> I, don't, I, li- I like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone gets it. How do I put asphalt down? What if you like <laughs> yeah. that? <laughs> well, you know, in the same vein, you might not know what a frag is. Yeah. I didn't until I started playing Valorant. Yeah. yeah I hadn't heard that term. What, does that stand for something? Uh, getting frags? I have no idea. It's like, like there's a frag I grenade, like a fragmentation uh, grenade. grenade, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I used to know how that term came to be, and I don't. Yeah. Um. Let us know in the Discord if you know what the word Does it come means. from, like, you know, frag grenades get kills? Oh. Or is it... It doesn't really make a lot of sense if no. it did. Yeah. Well, can we transition well, to... Before you do that... <laughs> The lactose is really getting to me, so I gotta call for an intermission. <laughs> Alright, sounds good. <laughs> okay, um, well, moving on. Hunter, I know that we were talking about something on the couch last night and specifically did Ooh, not sexy. discuss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said the couch, not my bed. We were, we're talking about Yeah, we're, we're there later. Sorry, like, I, didn't, I didn't realize that those things could only happen in the bed. My bad. Well, no, no, but like. We're, we're very, you know, we're very prudish. Yeah. We, we don't approve of, uh, you know. Sheets yeah. must be made. Exactly. Well, there, there are other people living in my Lights house. Lights off, you know, be... covers on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missionary only. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> yeah. What, what was this that we were talking about now? I know, but you wrote it down in your phone. Yeah, we already covered it. It was the it was the Phoenix ideas, and it was the idea that there should be uh, agents roles should be removed. From oh, 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 is that what you were writing down? I thought yeah, yeah. I thought we had discussed something else. But okay. I mean, we discussed a lot of things, including things from other games. Yeah. <laughs> that may not be appropriate for this. But I did have a. I do think this is a decent time to segue while we're to a topic I had uh, written down from before, which is as we're talking about you know agent redesigns and role fits. Um, one thing that's been on the minds of some of us, uh, some of us who are in deep mourning um, and may never, in fact, recover, is the uh, death of Chamber. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to be talking about yourself, but I, uh, you're not. No, I was empath- imagining how Cass is feeling on a daily basis. Um, and the, it's specifically, how I was thinking about this is that... I think the goal for Chamber's power level... I don't know exactly what buffs need to happen. To Launch him. Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> no. no Incorrect. <laughs> Launch Chamber. Launch Jet. I'm curious who would have the higher pick rate. And I think it goes to Jet. I agree with you that I think it goes to Jet. I think it goes Jet. I think Launch, launch Jet better I mean, than Launch Chamber. I mean, honestly, I think bare minimum, both of their pick rates are 80+. plus. Like, I think you see almost every team comp being Jet and Chamber, if you have Launch Chamber and Launch Jet. Yeah, you get both of them on the team. Yeah, and, you don't pick between and them. And I think, I don't know, a lot of cases I think that you would be picking Chamber. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Launch Jet was 
godly though. Yes, I, I always do love looking back at the click, <laughs> uh, the clip where I got three right click kills consecutively down C long on Haven, just <laughs> spamming them, hoping for hits. Dude, I was like, yeah, I, I dashed into back gen on A side ascent the other day, uh, knives in hand. I'm close enough that I could reach out and slap Asher across the face. I right click, doesn't kill. Boom, 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 boom. Just like all around this, like I fucking painted. Like, the fucking Mona Lisa around her. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't hit a single bullet. And I'm standing within, like... Like, I'm well in shorty range. I'm in one shot from the shorty Yeah, range. you're like, the shorty would have killed. Yes. Yeah. One bullet from the shorty guaranteed kills. If this one way. bullet kills, the knife should kill. Yeah. One, like, if one shorty shot is going to kill somebody, the yeah. knife should kill from that. Yeah. Range. I was almost wondering if maybe what they should do is make it so that, like, one knife from your right click is always, like... To a phantom degree of accuracy, coming from your crosshair, and the other four knives are random, but the middle one is coming from the crosshair because it just sucks when you do the outline when yeah. none of them are in like the central circle. I don't yeah, know. If that's ridiculous, a... though. Uh, I mean, like just how bad it is right now. Yeah, yeah. I was seeing it in pro games too when I was watching yeah. those last week. There were a couple of like really brutal right click misses where you're like, that should have killed. It's just like, and like I, I also have had some disgusting right-click kills, right? From, like, I panic right-click because somebody's shooting me in the side and I just quickly flick 90 and right-click. Yeah. Right? And, like, they're head-glitching an angle and one of the knives hits them in the head. Right? Like, you you get that sometimes. But, like, the, the fact that how unreliable and, like, seemingly, like, rolling the dice it is is really frustrating. And I understand the idea of what they're saying is, like, they really want to promote the left click. Like, the left click of the knives is that, like, you know, it, it refreshes your knives. That's the way it was meant to be used. They want to reward you for having good accuracy, for hitting your shots. Like, I understand that concept. But, like, when I'm up close within shorty range, like, the right click should still have some viability at that range. Yeah. I mean, so what if you, like, removed the right click entirely, and instead you just, like, had you know, another gun in the game that you could purchase on pistol rounds um, that would, like, you know, influence that, like, you g give you a bit more right-click ability. Like, I, I kind of see what you're saying, but, like, if I have my knives in pistol round, <laughs> I'm probably not right-clicking anyway. <laughs> oh, you're, talk you're talking about jet knives? Sorry, I, I, I forgot what we were talking about here. I thought we were back on the classic, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to, okay. So, you're on, you're on Fracture. Yeah. You farm four orbs. Can you get nine? I get three pistol? kills. No, I get two kills. Mm -hmm. I plant the spike. Pop knives. Three people left. Yeah. It's possible. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's easily I possible. don't know if you can do it on any other map. Uh, how many, how many orbs does Lotus have? Three? Oh, three. So you can do it on Lotus. You can do it on Fracture. You can do it on maps that have two orbs, but yeah. like, you would be popping knives in a 1v1. Assuming you also plant Spike? Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's worth it. Like, you're probably yeah. better off bringing knives into round two, win or loss. Yeah. On pistol. I don't know. I could see, I could see the argument for, like, oh, no, hey, you you're in a tense them, yeah. 1v1. Like, this could win you pistol round, which is probably going to win you round two. The, the game. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, I think that it's probably good to pop them in that scenario. But, but also, having knives round two... If, if you lose there, right, and then you get knives, like, having knives round two could, like, 
be really good. Could swing it, but also winning pistol could swing yeah. it. Yeah. No, no, okay, I get that. I'm just saying that, like, I, I'm curious as to, like, how bad a position the enemy team is in when, like, round two on your on your save, when you get, like, four kills. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm curious what the stats are to say, like, how detrimental that is. Because I know when... you still lose the round? Well, they have two and you have zero. At yes, yes, I, I, I know. So but, like, pretty it puts good them... for them. But it puts them in an awkward economic standpoint for round three, and they're like... They're a bonus thing anyway. They just saved. They were going to lose I that guess. round, and then they full buy back to round four. They're still up. Yeah, yeah but, but them them not having, like, them full saving round three instead of going in with a bonus... Yeah. ...really sets off your economy. Because you're probably not dropping yeah, you're any gonna, of those like, rifles. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and so that, that really kickstarts your own economy after you've gotten the loss bonus from two rounds of losing. Right. Um, and so, like, I, I'm just, like, I want to know what the stats say, because I know that one of the things that, like, pro commentators often talk about is, like, hey, um, like, especially in the bonus round, like, when you do go in with a bonus, it's, like, you want three kills. Like, if you take three rifles out of the enemy team's hand, like, you're setting yourself up in a really good position. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what that is on round two after, after you lost pistol. How many guns being taken out of the enemy team's hand, like, gives you, or puts you into, like, the economic driver's seat, so to speak, because they're forced to, like, rebuy whatever, or they just go into the bonus round with, like, so little that you're probably going to end up having four or five a lot. True, yeah, I'd be curious to see the stats on that. I'm not sure. Um, This is all actually a cool tangent, though, from my initial idea, which is about back to chamber and how to balance him. Um, and this is any more about jet knives or economic balancing. Okay. So, um, my thought was this chamber, the tuning, while I don't under, while I don't have a great idea of the specifics, chamber should be tuned similarly to Reyna where Reyna, I think has been at a, at probably the best spot she's going to be in, um, for a while now where she is a popular pick in ranked and can be frustrating if someone's smurfing on her, but otherwise is not you know, an overly strong agent, just very fun and, you know, good if you're popping off in ranked. And very occasionally, a comfort pick in pro games. And, you know, the rationale with that is that because Reyna's primary, um, you know, what she's bringing to the table is primarily that she gets kills and can do that effectively and doesn't have a lot of other utility to bring to the table, um, you're kind of banking on your ability to get kills to have made the Reyna pick worth it. And as a result of that, you know, if you make Reyna too strong, then all of a sudden, if you have someone just stomping in terms of kills, then that's just, you know, not fun. So you need to make it not crazy strong. It's really dependent on skill and success. Right. So I'm thinking that's what they should do with Chamber. Right? It probably means he needs a little bit of, buff, of a buff based on where he is now. But a lot of people are saying things like, oh, you know, let's let's give him an extra trip and increase the radiuses of them and stuff. And... Basically try to make him a more viable sentinel. And I'm thinking that the might the right approach might be to just, you know, lean into the idea that he's a kill machine and you have to pop off on him to make him worth being on your team. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe. I think... I don't know if I'd want to see him in the same position as Reyna where you never, like, basically never see him in pro games other than, like, rare kind of 
smaller teams picking them as like comfort picks or like maybe we'll like pull one over on them by choosing this agent. Um, it doesn't really work very well for Reyna, although like it is like you see a fuck ton of Reyna in in ranked play. Um, so I think it works in her niche just because of like the kind of character that she is. But with Chamber, I'd be. I mean, I'd be happy seeing him sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you see Reyna sometimes, just not that often. But, like, I, I want him to be, you know, a, a viable pick, eventually. Maybe not for the next year. You know, like, yeah. let us cool down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, at some point, I'd like him to be a viable pick on some maps. Where, like, you know, he is picked, you know, 50% of the time on a couple of maps. Yeah. I think the issue with Chamber, though, is that there's such a tipping point, right? Because of his needing to get kills, that, you know, if you... I feel like you can add a little bit of a buff here and a little bit of a buff there, and it might not move the needle that much, until all of a sudden, bam, he's back to being dominant. Yeah. And, personally, why, where I got to this is I was watching the games thinking, it's so much more interesting seeing teams at the pro level run uh, KJ or Cypher than it is to see Chamber meta. Because, you know, you get all the different utility and uh, strategy options with Killjoy and Cypher that you don't get with Chamber. It's Chamber, go kill. And so I was thinking, let's lean into that. And I would much prefer, especially at the pro level, to see him very rarely. And he's always going to be picked more in, in ranked than yeah. at the pro level. Yeah. So that's, that's why I was thinking that might be a good target. Especially because we've, we discussed this actually really early on in the podcast, which is that, you know, as Riot continues to add more and more characters... It's going to be more and more impossible to have scenarios where, you know, all agents in a class are picked at a certain level, especially in mm -hmm. pro play. Like, there's going to be some agents who are going to be, you know, more in ranked or more in pro. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I think there are a couple of things that, like, really led to the demise of Chamber. And I think that had to do with the fact that, like, they just piled on all these nerfs. Like, left and right when they killed them. Yeah. Right? It, it, it wasn't like... And, like, I understand that, like, they, they tried to, like, you know, go with the, like, you know, taking them down a peg by, like, knocking something off here, knocking something off there, like, making this a bit worse. But, like, because they didn't address the elephant in the room, being his, you know, he can off and get out. Um, then he had to go with the, uh, the M&M to MGK kill shot. Sure. <laughs> I get that reference, kind of, but, like, only slightly. Um, I get the reference. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's just, like, they, they just, like, they just fucking, like, they hit him below the belt. Aggressively. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, they nerfed literally all of yeah, his abilities. they nerfed everything all at once. Yeah. And I I think that, like, part of the problem with that is, like, because there, there are a couple of key things that the... Individually, each nerf that they made was not the the straw that broke the camel's back, but, like, collectively... Well, they, isn't that about... That, that's what the straw I, broke I guess, the camel's back yeah, means, but... Kind yeah. of, but, like... But I'm saying, like, there yeah. isn't, like... Yeah, it's not like it's not like there's one thing that you can... No, they were individually like, oh. the straw that broke the camel's right. back. It was um, the, it's yeah. the collection of it. And, like, I think a big problem is, like... And I was talking on the Discord server with... Um, fuck, I feel bad because I don't remember <laughs> who I was talking with. You're talking with one of your favorite members of the Discord. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> basically, what I was saying is, like, I get rushed down so much more as Chamber now. And in fact, yeah. it's, it's quite easy to rush him down. 
because not only did they, because he only has one TP anchor now, it's number one very obvious where you're TPing to. Yeah, based on the and angle well, you that you're standing at least before. Close. Yeah, and also yeah. it takes him so much fucking longer to be actionable out of it. Yeah, if it was either or, would have been fine. If you could get away to a safer position, but it takes you a long time to act out of it, it would have been okay, right? And it's like, oh hey, like yeah, he got out, but like he's like he's not going to be able to like you know re-peak this angle and kill the next one of us as we're pushing up. So like, at least we've gotten this space, right? Um, but Cass, like, have you considered? Well, hold on. Like, or when you TP out, if you're TPing really close, it takes you so fucking long that, like, if they made that, if they made you be actionable out of your TP sooner, it's like, at least I can maybe pull my headhunter out and go for that one tap, right? Or maybe I can try to run away, get around a corner. It's like, but because both of those things are in effect, you can do neither. And that's just really frustrating. Have you considered Yoru teleporting? Away, <laughs> I would be dead. Yeah, <laughs> you know how I complained. That's chamber? not what I was gonna say, no. but that's right. <laughs> you know how I complained yeah. this chamber that I die mid TP. Yeah, imagine if I played Yoru. Well, I mean, as if you played Yoru for any significant amount of time, you would just accept that you can't TP in combat. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You're just yeah, dead. yeah, yeah. Uh, the worst, the worst thing though that I still would complain about is when the coast is clear. I hit the TP. And then someone swings at the last possible second and head taps me. Um, that that sucks. But uh, where I was going to go is, Cass, have you considered, you know, you have a marshal or maybe you have a sheriff. Actually, well, you know, headhunter probably makes the most sense for the, what I'm about to say. Yeah. You know, you're on top of something. Take a couple shots. The enemies are rushing in. You TP away and you're safe only for a second or so. And the enemies are like, oh boy, we got the chamber in our sights. We're moving in. You had a nice little thing called a judge. Or another shotgun <laughs> in hand. You could punish that being run down. Specifically as Chamber, I often bought a shorty. Because yeah. I had the headhunter when I had bullets. Yeah, but right? he's saying you go headhunter judge, like gentleman's buy. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. But like, okay, the, yes. there's a couple of problems with that. Number one, <laughs> judge mucho expensivo. Yeah. Well, not more than if you had a vandal. Yeah, but if I'm going to keep the judge in my back pocket of like, oh, maybe they're going to come here and I'm going to teleport no, away and then they're going to rush me like, down. Well, <laughs> you, you either do it on a on a not quite full buy where you can afford a judge but not a phantom, or you do it, uh, or you do it on like a uh, a buy where you have your um, alt. You do alt plus judge, chamber alt plus judge. But like, I can say like if I'm ulting, I can save eighteen hundred credits. You could save it, but sure, you also would you know want to win the round if possible. And there's plenty of times when your economy is so good, it doesn't matter if you spend some money. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like it, if my economy is is fucking. If boom. you're not if you're not ulting for economic reasons, you're ulting. Yeah. Just because oh I have my ult this round, like might as well pop ult and use well, that. Well, yeah. No, good. also yeah. But also, well, we're talking judge. You could buy a Bucky as well. And the thing is. You, as a chamber player, as an opper, are probably better equipped to use the Bucky than most people, because the way to use the Bucky, and what screws me up, is you have to be very careful with your shot, because it's a long in-between shots, and aim center of mass, which is what you do as an opper. Yeah. Judge, no, 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 no. or uh, cast the uh, closet Buckier. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, uh, to, to appease Hunter the other day, I was playing Jet, and I uh, was using the Judge, because we were... It warmed my heart. It yeah, really we're, we're, we're kind of drunk, and we're just fucking running it down, and mm-hmm. we're kind of stomping the enemy team. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Five stack, I believe, all on mains. Like, yeah. this was just, like, the most unbalanced game I've ever fucking seen in, in a five-stack. Yeah, like, we saw the ranks afterwards, and the ranks were unbalanced as well. Like, we mm-hmm. were, we probably had, like, three higher average rank or something like that. Yeah. It was just not fair. Yeah, but yeah, I was running around just fucking shooting people to judge. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got a taste of the greatness that could be much more often for you. He kept stealing my kills. Like, I'd yeah. be judging Tragic. someone up close, and he'd just be like, he'd hit them in the, like, the chest for, like, 26 with the glass and steal my kill. <laughs> it's like, great. Judge moment. Uh, yeah. Okay, but speaking of, like, guns like the judge and whatnot. Before we speak. Oh, yeah, okay. Like the judge and whatnot. So, when you were talking about all the chamber abilities yeah. being nerfed, <clears throat> I think my preliminary suggestion would be his TP was too strong before it. Being a lot weaker is good. His alarm bot was really good. Fine for that to be crappy. Uh, revert Headhunter and Ult to Launch Chamber. And that's the buff. So, yeah. Chamber Go Kill uh, needs to hit shots to bring that. I think somebody had a really good idea with the Ult. And he... Yeah, this was I saw this on Reddit. Um, and he was saying that, like, he isn't sure exactly which direction they should take it in. But it should be... You should get Launch Fire Rate when... Either or, be it like you hit your shot and the fire rate is what it is currently, but you miss your shot, you get launch fire rate. Or like you hit your shot, you get launch fire rate. Or if you whiff, you have to go through the really long cycle. And so I could understand it going, he was saying he could see it going either way. I mean, I, I think the, if you hit, you don't get launch fire rate. And if you miss, you do. Yeah. The, the idea being like, hey, we want him to be really good at locking down a sight line because he's a sentinel. And so it's like, well, if he whiffs his shot, he can fire again really fast and like try to try to make up for the fact that he just whiffed a shot. Or My I could brain wouldn't it. work fast enough to comprehend, oh, well, I missed that shot, so I have X amount of time before the next. That, I would I, no, no, no. Like, I can tell you as a chamber player. You're fucking mashing, aim down sights oh, yeah, again, yeah. just being like, yo, why the fuck is this taking so goddamn exactly. long to cycle the and fucking And that might mess you up if, you know, you have a longer time than you expect because your mind is... No, cause no, because no, you know whether you hit the shot or not. If you hit, you know you have to leave. That's the thing. He's like, okay. Yeah. if you hit, you leave. Yeah. If you don't hit, you're... You, you can, can stay and you firing. can you can take another shot. But, like, that's still its own risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah, that probably is easier to deal yeah, with. Yeah, and, like, the idea being, like... Hey, we want him to be really good at locking down this sight line. So, like, if he whiffs a shot, he should still have like a follow up chance. Or I could see the other the other way being like, Hey, we want to reward accuracy and skill. And so, like, when you you know when you hit your shot, you get to fire your next one like really fast again. Um, the idea being like some of the most like exciting chamber plays. Was like you know like when when Ye was on site in a one v four, and people were just like pushing him from all angles, and like he's just rattling off the alt shots and kills oh, yeah. four people in quick succession. Yeah, but like that is hype as fuck. Yeah, right. Even if you don't like chamber, that's fucking sick. It's more hype if he does it with the headhunter. Yes, but like yeah, make the headhunter great again. Yeah, and like I think I I think Ye is single handedly responsible for all the headhunter nerfs. Yeah, especially if if he's blind. <laughs> and he hits yeah. like two shots <laughs> but I, I think Ye single handedly killed the headhunter 
<laughs> He's got to get that crack real close oh, to the yeah. mic. Oh, yeah. Make sure it picks it up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, is that... I don't know. Did you have any other chamber thoughts? Nope, I'm ready to move on. Okay. So, now, I wasn't on the last podcast. I've kind of been listening through it here and there. But, like, I know you guys kind of discussed the stinger. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to, to talk about here is I think there will always be an optimal or like a meta half buy purchase, right? Yeah, so people at, will figure out what yeah, the best thing at, to do. At is. a given price point and just based on the nature of how the economy works, it's like, hey, we can like this is a good price point for us to be able to invest this amount of money into, right? And they're always going to like there's always going to be some gun that is just what you go with because it's at a good price point and has the best bang for buck. Um, and, like, I understand if they want to lean into, like, the more, you know, precision kind of weapons, like the, the Marshal, the Sheriff, be like, hey, yeah, this is best bang for buck, but, like, you gotta, like, you gotta hit your shots, right? Whereas, like, with, like, the Stinger or, or the Spectre, they're, you know, they're a bit more forgiving if you don't hit your first shot. It's so much more exciting, though. I'd much rather see someone rush into sight with a stinger than than sit back and play with a marshal. Yeah. Amen um, to that. Full agreement for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew I wasn't going to have any arguments over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's, there's always going to be a... This is currently the best option we have, and everybody's going to lean towards it. Like, and if Riot wants to take a flavor of the month approach to it, I could kind of see that. Like, hey, like, we're going to cycle this weapon into being, you know, good good value right now. And then everybody's going to start using that on half-buy rounds or whatever that may be. But, like, there's always something that will be what you go for. Um, and to be honest, I'm surprised we haven't seen the era of the Marshal. Because fuck, that gun is good. Well, here's the thing, Gas. That actually kind of plays into what I was going to say, which is that... The idea of there being one gun that is the eco gun, I think, has a lot of factors playing into it. One of them is that, depending on the gun, you can play as a team with it really well. So, for example, when the Bucky was meta on defense, you could have multiple people holding down a choke, and then you compensate for the lack of fire rate by having multiple people shooting at once. Obviously, that was never really a viable strat for offense, just because of the nature of your engagements being different. And then with the Stinger, with Stinger meta, it's that with everyone rushing in with the, with Stingers, you compensate for the uh, lack of um, bullets in the mag, the low number of bullets, and the need to be at close range because you rush someone down together. One of you might die going in, but you're all putting bullets down range and you're getting in that damage. So I feel like that's why the Marshall is uh, hasn't really had its heyday and why that I don't think it's totally true what you said, that there's always going to be this one gun because there are just some guns that fill a certain niche that isn't improved by everyone having one. Like, I think having five marshals oh. on defense is doesn't add value Ooh, the same way I, that five buckets I does. very much disagree with that, solely because the marshal does so much damage to the body. Sure. You get a couple tags, like, like you get a couple tags as the enemy team's entering sight, but no kills. Like, they're all fucking one-shot to but the you, rest of your team but if they've if you got marshals. All, if you all have marshals, 
I don't know. I, just I, go for body shot. It's more of a, uh, just of hit a solo gun than it is a, a team Yeah, gun. and it's also much more vulnerable to just, you know, being smoked off. You can be dealt with having a marshal. But the marshal And then so, lose your range advantage. Yeah, but the marshal is so good at hip firing that I think that, like, that's... And, you know, a lot of people don't like the scoped weapons and therefore yeah, yeah. don't purchase the marshal. But, like, the marshal is so fucking good at hip firing that, like... If you kind of just treated it like a sheriff, almost, and went for body shots with the marshal, like, and the only time I've ever seen anybody, like, anybody really, like, fall into this strategy has been on Breeze, because people are like, oh, really long sight lines, I can get max value out of the marshal. But I don't think you need the really long sight lines. I think so long as, like, you got a lot of people on your team with marshals, is just, like, or, like, I'll, I'll say this a lot, like, when we're playing with Alex, and we're on a save, it's like, hey, buy a marshal and swing this angle with me. We're both going for body shots. Like, don't even bother aiming for the head. We'll just we'll yeah, just both shoot the guy in the body, and he's going to die to one of us. Like, yeah, but I feel like you're much more vulnerable than you get flashed, and then you know you no longer have that ability to really have that peak you want, and then you end up having to peak different people because of the way you fall back. Yeah, but like, like I don't I don't think the marshal is a bad eco weapon. Just to be clear, I'm just saying that I don't think. Like, I see what you're saying that you know if you hit multiple two body shots is a kill always. Mm-hmm. And if you have multiple people laying in the shots together, you know, there's some benefits to be had. But at the same time, I just feel like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure, out, figure out the best way to say this. It's just like, I feel like there's a very good chance you immediately lose the best range possible for the marshal. And then at that point, you would rather have a different gun. Whereas with the Bucky, either, you know, they come to you and you get the kill, or you're dead. And in neither case, we're talking about rotates, just to be clear. Yeah, but like, I'm, but I think rotates are a viable thing, because, like... Yeah, and I don't think either the Bucky or the Marshal are good for retaking. No, but, like, I'd much rather fucking retake with a Marshal over a Bucky. I mean, I feel like that's a bit of a personal preference thing, even though I'd probably agree that the Marshal is somewhat better overall, but they're both not good retake guns. But the thing about, the thing about retaking is, like, there's a good chance that the enemy team is one-shot. And, like, I suppose that also applies to the yeah. Bucky. Like, your right click is now just more lethal. Because hopefully someone on, on your team did damage to people as they were entering site. Obviously, that's not always going to be the case. They're both but really like, shit retake weapons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not... Like, neither of them are optimal, but, like... At least I'm not restricted by range with the Marshall. Like, you can use the no-scope up close. You can use the no-scope at a pretty fucking good distance. To be like, honest, in most cases, you'd rather have a classic than Marshall for close. Range. I was gonna say, but also, like, if I'm, but if I have the Marshall, I also have the classic. Sure, right. But my point is that the Marshall no scope is somewhat irrelevant since you should just switch to your classic for those close range angles. Unless you're going from like close to long and quick succession, at which mm-hmm. point you can't swap weapons, then yeah, maybe you do the Marshall no scope. But like, this actually ties very much into what I was saying last episode. While we were recording what we should do with the Stinger, while they were nerfing the Stinger. Yeah, they came out with the nerf yeah. to the Stinger as we were recording the episode. Yes, yes. Which, of course, you know, we didn't notice. Um, considering that I don't check my phone constantly during the podcast. Um, and what I said is, I just really wish they buffed a lot of the eco-weapons. And Spectre and Bucky were in there. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, just to be clear, when we're talking about when we were talking about all Buckies versus all Marshals, at this point, because the Bucky is so weak, I would say right now, 
all Marshalls makes more sense than all Buckies, purely because the Bucky is just so limited. But talking about like when bu- the Bucky was meta, I think the all Bucky buy makes a lot more sense than an all Marshall. I mean, buy all, now. but like also currently, like I think if you go like three two in either direction, yeah, being Buckies and Marshalls, like each of them individually makes the other one so much stronger. Sure. Like you right click somebody as they're coming onto site, you didn't get the kill, but now your teammates that have Marshalls can one tap them in the body. Like, yeah. Or vice versa, right? You get a tag from a distance with uh, with the marshal, and like now those buckies are so much more lethal. Amen. And that's exactly why I'm saying, first of all, I don't think there's always going to be just one meta weapon, as long as the eco weapons are better balanced. The reason why that doesn't happen is because the bucky is dog shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, but in, and like, I understand what you're saying, in the same way that like, okay, like, if we look at it, right, the, the sheriff is a very you know, skill-expressive weapon. Like, you gotta fucking hit those head taps mm-hmm. for the sheriff to be worth it. Uh, the marshal, similar, but less so because it does so much damage to the body, but like you're saying, is more of a long-range kind of gun. Yeah, yeah. The bucky is kind of the opposite of the marshal in terms of, like, it's pretty forgiving, but also, like... Not it, really, though. Well, I mean, like, it, it's forgiving in that you don't need to have your crosshair on their head. Well, yes, but the but the... I guess where I'm coming at is being unforgiving is that because of the range in which you're taking a fight with a Bucky, well, if you don't get the one kill in one shot, you're almost definitely dead. Right. Okay. Like well, what I was going to say that. is, but you're yeah. limited by the range. Yeah, right. right. Whereas the thing is, like, the the Spectre and the Stinger don't really have that in terms of you're not... Like, the Bucky is fucking literally worthless past a certain range. Right, right? Whereas yeah. the Stinger specifically because of the right click, but even without the right click, like, it's not literally fucking worthless at a yeah. distance. Yeah, right. Um, and, like, the Spectre is, is the exact same way, right? It's not optimal long range, but it's not fucking worthless, and it's not it's not the best possible gun to have at close range when you're, like, standing on top of somebody, but it's also not worthless in that scenario. Um, and so they're just more well-rounded, like, you don't know what kind of engagements you're going to be in, but I think that the problem that the Spectre has is 1,600 credits is way too fucking much to invest in a save round or a half buy. Well, you're saying that, but like people tend to gravitate towards the Spectre when the you know the main dominant gun gets nerfed. Yeah, but like, but you're not half buying with a Spectre. Yeah, right? well, you yeah, do you all, I do that all the time. And the thing yeah. is, if you if you look at your next credits. And you have okay. over 6k next round after buying nothing. Yeah. You can buy Spectre Light Shields. Okay, but like, it, it's unlikely that everybody on your team is going to be able to force, like, No, Spectre but having, light. having like, yeah, yeah, that 6k. Yeah, definitely not everybody. Yeah, yeah. No. there. But having that 6k number is, like, very common. But if right? you have like, 6k next round, I can probably full buy this round. It's just that the rest of my team can't full buy. Right? That happens mm, a lot. No, not particularly. No. You, what? Uh, I guess I just usually buy Marshall. Or sheriff on safe. No, so because, really like you could be in a round where you might be able to go like full bulldog, but then the, but rest, the rest of, of your team, team can't can't like right right can't right. for like if even if your entire team could go like full bulldog, you're probably going to half buy that round. Yeah. You're not forcing it unless right, most yeah. of your team can buy rifle like can buy yeah. vandal I, I think the threshold is three yeah. people on your team being able to full buy but you can do you can do specter light in that scenario um but like 
And your most sure. of your team could probably could could do Spectre Light in that scenario, mm-hmm. which is a very uh, common one. I I don't think that's that common. Like, like I I think the times in which you can buy Spectre. Okay, but then also the thing is, would you rather have Spectre Light or would you rather have Stinger Full? Well, I was sort of taking like, the stinger out of it because of the stinger, you know, going from yeah, dominant okay. to now yeah, yeah, reevaluate. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we have no idea. Like, I would yeah. rather have stinger full typically. Right, but like, yeah, unless I'm neon. Um, like I, I don't want specter light. Like, if I'm buying a specter, it's because I'm buying it with full shields. Because I would go. I would go if I would say on on defense, I would go specter light, and on offense, I would go stinger full. No, because like on on well. Yeah. Also, I'm Marshall, but like, let's take the Marshall out of the equation here for this. Um, <laughs> Difficult for, for you to do, I know. But no, yeah. but I'm saying, like, for the context of defense, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm buying yeah. a Marshall, but I understand why other right, people right. aren't. Also, I play Jet and Chamber, so I'm, I play an agent that's just better at marshalling. Um, but but either way, it's like the the problem with the Spectre is I lose in a head to head against the enemy team who's full buying, just outright. Right, and you could argue that, like, hey, maybe I get the jump on them, and if I had full shields, and, like, they miss a shot or two, it's like, hey, maybe I can win that gunfight. But at, at light shields, I don't like my odds, and um, if I just get the jump on them anyway, or, like, or, or not, not so much that I get the jump on them, but, like, I'm flanking, their back is to me. I'm probably killing them with a cheaper gun, and then I'm going to pick up whatever gun they have anyway. So I feel like the light shields with the Spectre is almost kind of wasted because it's like e- either I have full shields and I'm saying like, hey, I don't have the best gun for this scenario, but like at least we have the same health and I'm just kind of banking on the fact that I'm going to get some more bullets on target than you are. Or maybe I'm going to be running and gunning up close and you only hit a couple of shots. I see what you mean is like after you pick up their rifle that you want to like then have the full shields and which is a better bet for like Stinger Full. But buying the Spectre enables you to get more kills at a range in which it's not easily accessible to pick up that weapon. Oh, no. I wasn't even talking about having shields for after I get the kill. I'm saying if their back is to me, I should have that kill with any gun that I could buy, right? Like, if they have no idea that I'm there, I should have that kill with pretty much like a classic. Right. Yeah, but like, so maybe, it's I mean, like maybe not like a shotgun. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. But it's like um yeah with a shorty probably not ideal. But like the the idea is like I'm wasting I'm wasting the credits I spent on shields there, and then you know maybe maybe those light shields are, are good if I pick up that rifle, and we've got like a good chance of retaking, or whatever it may be. But the I think the issue here is if I'm buying the Spectre, it's because I'm trying to get into, you know. Not even gunfights, but, like, somewhat more, you know, I'm here, you're there, we're shooting at each other, right? Like, that's kind of what you're buying the Spectre for. I disagree. I pick a Spectre to get into gunfights where I want to swing you when I think you're not going to be ready for the fight, or I'm using utility to make you really disadvantaged. I don't want to take a somewhat fair gunfight with someone with a Phantom when I have a Spectre. Yeah, but, oh, no, I'm like... But well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying like fair gunfights, but like yeah. But bullets are being exchanged generally. Ideally, not. <laughs> Ideally, the person is flashed. Yeah, yeah. But or, but uh, even if they're flashed, they're going inside. to be spraying at me. Maybe. And maybe. if they're yeah. And if I'm not going to be taking those, you know, advantageous to me, 
but still bullets are being exchanged gunfights, then why am I buying the Spectre? I mean... Why I, wouldn't I buy another gun and just fucking shoot them in the side of the head when they're not looking at me if that's how you're going to try to play the round? On the last well, podcast, we were talking about how we both agreed that the Spectre needs a buff. Yes. Yes, just to be clear. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, like, we're, we're not saying... But, like, this is a separate point. We're not saying that right. we like where the Spectre is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and just to be clear, you know, the issue is that, you know... The, like, like I was saying, the, spec, the Spectre's been sort of the de facto... Uh, you see it in pro games a good bit whenever there's not a dominant eco-weapon. <laughs> when the Ares and the Bucky and the Stinger aren't in their heyday. You see the Spectre a good bit. <laughs> it's on the less than full buys. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but like, you know, it's never had its time in the limelight. There's well, never been a time when it's been like, uh, oh, well, I, well I, actually, maybe very early on, like, first strike kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, well, I think that's just because it's comfy. But, like, but still... If I'm getting into gun, or if my entire game plan on this eco is to get into a gunfight that is so heavily in my favor, I'm probably winning that with a frenzy instead of the specter. Like why? Like why buy the specter if you're not going to get into an engagement where bullets are being exchanged? Well, it's like it's sort of like an insurance policy, right? That like the specter, you run out of bullets faster and it's but not that's suppressed. A fucking expensive insurance Stinger, policy yeah. is my point. Sure, but like realistically speaking, here's the thing, right? You know, if you, when you're calculating your credits for the round, you're calculating based on a loss, right? For your minimum next round. So, you know, if you buy a, you know, but if you buy a Spectre and that insurance policy kicks in to where you get a kill with a Spectre that you wouldn't have gotten with another gun, now all of a sudden the gun is very easily paid for itself in terms of you winning the round. And then if you lose the round, you've already planned to have a full buy next round. So I don't think it's like a huge deal. No, okay. In terms I'm just of saying credits. that, like, at least I almost never in game find myself at an economic standpoint in which I can buy. Like, because I, like I said, I don't like the idea of buying Spectre Light unless yeah. it's unless the enemy team has twelve, and that's what I can afford. I don't understand why right. you don't like Spectre Light. I, I buy Spectre Light all the time. If I'm buying Spectre, I want full. I understand what Cass and at is that saying. Point, that's so expensive. Well, the, the key point of what you're saying, right, Cass, is that you know you can't one shot anyone to the head with a specter. Mm-hmm. So if you do end up where you're both shooting, you know the fact that you don't have light shields could come back to bite you, considering that your specter doesn't have a great time to kill, especially compared to the enemy's time to kill. Yeah. If they have full shields and a phantom, and you have light shield on specter, so the full shields are very helpful to give you that additional negative time to kill for yourself. Yeah, but if they have a vandal, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but like, okay, right. but it, but if, yeah, sure, if they have a vandal and you get head tapped, like, the whole thing's out of the equation. Yeah. But I'm saying, we're, we're talking, like, we're talking body shots here, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I need that extra bullet to live, to make the Spectre be viable. I'm probably running and gunning up close, and I'm going to be taking bullets. Well, okay. having not here's, having that extra twenty five health is massive. Here's a situation: you're you're playing defense, and you're on a bit of a half buy, and. You buy a marshal, but okay. You buy your. <laughs> <laughs> We've never heard that tonight. <laughs> yeah, your cha- your choice is between buying a stinger mm-hmm. and buying a specter. Okay. Now, I play at least one agent that can flash. Yeah. But there are a lot of agents that can flash. Yeah. Or do something to you know, you know, make the the enemy not mm-hmm. see you. Um. If some if I hear footsteps running up to me and I'm hiding in a corner with a stinger, I am hiding in that corner hoping they don't clear me. And trying to get a spray down. With the stinger. With the stinger. With a specter. 
if somebody, if I hear footsteps coming toward me, I can flash or I can peek out of that angle and I can expect to get more damage or kills done than with the stinger because that is a situation in which you don't know how far away they're going to be when you peek. Especially the second person, even if you know one person. Yeah. Yes. So it, say yeah. if I'm holding, if, if I'm holding B main on fracture. Yep. At, on defense, off of barrier drop. Yep. With a stinger, you have to play back and hope that they push in and that I can get in a position where that stinger goes to, like, mm-hmm. can, like, do some damage. With a specter, I'm opening up the possibility of being able to play for myself, flash, and peak that angle. Without having to reload. B main yeah. on fracture? Yeah. I'm doing neither of those with either of those two guns. <laughs> no, you can absolutely do that. if, Like, you're not going to do it off barrier. But I'm yeah. saying you wait three seconds. Yeah. People Where people could have pushed up to the boxes right, right. there. Right? But you don't know. Maybe they're still far farther mm-hmm. back. And you you can peek that. Yeah, I'm also not and, doing that on B-Man on Fracture. Yeah, I'm not doing that on B-Man on <laughs> Fracture with either yeah. of those two guns. I'm doing that with a Marshal or a Sheriff. I get your, point, like, I get your point, though. Yeah. You, you get my yeah. point yeah. is that you are able, you have but, the confidence okay. to take unknown distance engagements with the Spectre. Whereas you Stinger, at least have a chance. Because I, you have a chance. If they're up closer, you have a better chance. But as a, right. as a like, you have the ability to actually look into those and kind of play for yourself and be the aggressor in that scenario. Whereas... You kind of have to be the, unless you're playing as a team, a full like rush out of somewhere with a stinger. You have to play defensive. Because I will say, as a stinger user myself, it is the worst feeling in the world, especially if someone's spectating you who doesn't like the stinger and you're trying to represent its credibility. If we go back to the stinger prior to the buff that put it into the meta, you know, you swing out, someone's further away than you expect. And you can't dip back into cover because, you know, they see you. They're about to start shooting you. You start spraying. They start spraying. They don't kill you right away. You dump your entire mag. And you're not dead yet. But now you have to get back to cover, switch to your classic, and you don't when you die. Yeah. Which okay. is not a problem but, with the Spectre. Okay. But but also, like... you, I would get that but, kill but with in, the Spectre. But in Chase's scenario, if he's saying that you're swinging out with the Flash, I swing out with the Flash. If the engagement is in my favor, I take that engagement... With Spectre or Stinger. If it's not in my favor, I fuck off. No, but you're dead. Right, they see you swing the angle. A Spectre, a Spectre you get one, a Stinger, you get none if they're in mid-range. I, I feel like I'm more likely to get one with the Stinger than I am with the Spectre. Absolutely I'm more likely Unless they're within, like, 15 meters of you. I'm more of a, I'm, I feel like I'm more likely to go one and done. Like, my, my whole argument against the Stinger Priot coming into, the, like, the, like, the limelight here was that it was such a one and done gun. Like, that, that was my whole argument against why I hated it and why I like the Spectre a lot more. Yeah. Is because the Spectre is less of a one and done. But in an eco, me going one for one is fine. Is it optimal? No, but I'm no, saying that with the Stinger, like, you're going none for one. No, no, no. I, I yeah. feel... Yes. I have, At, in the situation that I'm laying out, you are not getting that kill. Yeah, which is okay. one of the things but I appreciated like, when I'm... I lost the bet and had to not buy yeah. Stinger, which is that on defense, the Spectre oftentimes really shows that potential. Yeah. Okay. On offense, when you can get in close on one person because you have an idea that the defense is roughly mm-hmm. evenly distributed across the sites, so you're not going to run into four enemy players when you're on an eco when you go in. That's an exaggeration. You're most likely going to run into one or two. You can hopefully isolate one gunfight up up close, and the stinger is better. But on defense, sometimes, you know, if you're being swarmed from multiple sides when you're holding a sight, you don't necessarily want to play until, you know, you can get the perfect flash 
we're going to get a great kill. You might want to do exactly what we're talking about, which is take a somewhat unfair gunfight, hoping you can catch... That's unfair to you gunfight, hoping that you can catch the other person off guard, even yeah. though you have the worst Even weapon. if you don't even have a flash, and you're just hoping to, to swing at a time that they're not expecting. Right. Right? With a stinger, unless they are on you, you're not getting that, which is, like, the thing where you don't know the distance that they're going to be at, and the specter gives you the ability, or the flexibility, to be able to play into that situation. Yeah, but it's too expensive. Well, but but my whole point is, if you can find it in the budget to do it, then you might as well do it. But it's not that expensive if you're taking light shields, is what the entire thing that we're saying here. Yeah, right. but like, it, it's... You just never agree with buying light shields ever. No, I buy light shields on pistol, fair amount. Okay, this isn't pistol we're talking about. You're buying a Spectre, <laughs> buying a spectre on a Stinger, yeah. You, you just, you're either no shields. Attention Riot, if you're watching, please no, ban no, no. Cass's account. Often, He's hacked away to buy Spectres on pistol rounds. I'll, I'll often buy Marshall Light or Sheriff Light. It's got a back band What's in the here. difference? Huh? What's the difference if someone's spraying you down? Well, at None. 125 instead of. Yeah, there's no, I don't there's die. No difference. There's I no difference. I don't die to the Marshall round two. When no, the enemy man. team also buys a Marshall, I don't die round two. Well, great. That's a Marshall body shot. That's great. That's what light shields are for. Yeah. The enemy team has a full fucking buy if I'm buying a Spectre. Like, it's, uh, it, it's too expensive. And you're also not considering the third alternative here, which is you buy nothing and you go into the next round with fucking all. Well, yes, like, yes, yes, of course. Everyone on the team five should offs. do that. Five offs is, is a perfect strategy on offense. Hey, yeah. Fnatic did it in CS, and it worked out great. There you go. Yeah, well, because, yeah, well that, that wasn't the OP. That was the AWP. Yeah, so. because the AWP <laughs> yeah. works exactly like the OP. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, I feel like this discussion is getting a little pointless, because we all agree that the Spectre is not in a great state now. Yeah. So to make this meaningful, yeah. we'd have to have a Spectre buff. Yeah, like the, like that thing's got to cost like 13 1350 well, that's I think that's I would, too far. I would be down to bump that down and then bump the bulldog bulldog down in price a bit so that there's oh less of a gap. yeah like okay that's I think I that say. and and that's the other thing is like I think that both the bulldog and the guardian uh, are are at like really bad price points, um, because it is very circumstantial. That, like, the rest of your team is buying up, and you can buy, you know, you could get Bulldog full shields, and that's what you want to go with. Which, like, oftentimes I'll instead go, like, Rifle Light, which there Completely are... Completely negates your previous argument at the same time? Yeah. Okay, sorry, um, sorry, I am just wanted to bring that but up. Like, <laughs> but the... No, because the, the thing with the rifle is at least I can get that one tap. I'm not buying Phantom Light. I'm buying Vandal Light. It's like, at least I can fucking head tap you before you can spray me down. Like, with the Spectre, you can't fucking head tap one, or one shot head tap someone before they spray you down. No. Um, and I think that's like, that's a huge consideration because I don't buy Phantom Light. You didn't add that hack to your game when you added the ability to buy a Spectre on pistol round? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I have to make it, I have to make my hacks a bit more subtle, you know? Yeah, so Spectre yeah. on pistol round, subtle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, dude, I, I can't have people see me one-tapping them with this uh, phantom across the map, you know? Yeah. That's just, like, that's way too obvious. With the phantom? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, up, he's, he's upping the damage of the phantom. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, the... Yeah, like, I'm not buying phantom light. I'm buying vandal light. And I'm banking on the fact that, like, hey, I can afford these light shields, given the fact that the rest of my team has full buys. 
And like, because I'm on light shields, I want to be able to one tap somebody. And therefore I'm buying Vandal. Um, but you're just not good enough with the bulldog. Dude, Bulldog Light, I fucking go ham. Dude, goddamn. Like, I used to be okay. Or, or Bulldog Full, yeah. yeah. I used to be okay with the Bulldog before that came into the meta. And now I suck dicks with the Bulldog. But I love the Bulldog. I used to be first. okay with the Ares until it got buffed and then nerfed to worse than <laughs> it was before. Um, okay, but, uh, like, what I was trying to get back to here is there, there's definitely the time and the place in which I should be buying Full Shields Bulldog or Full Shields Guardian. And instead I don't, and I buy Vandal Light. And the reason that I think that I should be buying the Full Shield sometimes is, like, if I'm not first contact, or I'm not entry, there's a good chance that, like, as the round progresses, I can upgrade my Bulldog to a full rifle, and, well, then I'd have Full Shields. Instead of me still being stuck on my Half Shields, but I have the Vandal in my hand to begin with. Um... And now a good amount of that depends on, well, what, what angles am I peaking off barrier drop? Or am I peaking an angle off barrier drop? And if that's the case, do I want the Vandal to try to get that head tap? Um, and other things like that. But, like, I think there's definitely a place currently in the game for the Bulldog and the Vandal. Or, sorry, the for the Bulldog and the Guardian. But I think that those circumstances are a bit too isolated at this moment. Or they're too circumstantial. Since I like the Bulldog so much, I buy it a lot. Um, especially like yeah. in, in saves or not, I guess not saves, but in, um, rounds where my team is forcing and I can't full buy, um, I'm buying like Bulldog Light or Bulldog Full and I just really like the burst fire. So yeah. I think the Bulldog's in a good position, but also I don't like the Guardian. So maybe the Guardian can be in a similar position. I would, if I were to have enough to buy like full Guardian, I would still go full Bulldog. So I don't know if I can really comment on that since I don't like. Yeah, and I, I would guess, never actually choose. I to guess go one of the other things that I didn't really talk about in our previous discussion with all those eco weapons is like, I do play agents that get weapons for alts, or yeah, yeah. get weapons with their alt, right? And so like, I can often play around that instead, and then also because of that, my econ is slightly different from everybody else on the team. Because every X number of rounds, I don't have to buy a primary weapon. We're just getting to this now. <laughs> right, well, it's like, yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't really considering that before, but obviously that changes my econ up compared yeah. to the rest of the team. I would say so. Um, Significantly, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, specifically is chamber, because you can buy headhunter bullets, that obviously affects things. Uh, and then, I, I guess, like, the final consideration here is also because I do op, I will sometimes have different thresholds for how much money I want to have. And then also for every the next round. Yeah, yeah, every agent Which has might a different, make you think, oh, I need to save more money. Right. Round. Every agent has a different threshold for how much money they want to have next round. Right? Like for chamber it's four thousand fifty credits. I want trap, I want rifle, I want full shields. Right? For for jet, it depends on how much utility I've pre bought. It's like I want one smoke and I want one updraft at least. Like Depending on exactly where my credit threshold is, I'm willing to sacrifice one of those, probably the updraft. Um, but like, you know, if you're playing, if you're playing Brin, it's like, well, if we're going into a full buy, I'm gonna need three smokes here, or like, or, or whatever, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna want those three smokes. I'm gonna want the Molly. I well, I often forego full shields if I get full utility instead. 
Right. Yeah. And so, like, I like obviously every agent has, like, a slightly, slightly different amount of money that they're looking to have next round. Yeah. And, like, on Chamber, that number is less than it is for me on Jet, for example. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that also, like, affects the exact price thresholds of those other guns. But, um, yeah, going back to, like, the Guardian and the Bulldog here is... I think that they still need a little bit of extra oomph in some regard because I feel like they're they're just not like I, I want to see them more often if that makes sense because I feel like I'm not the only one that's buying Vandal light shields when I can't afford Vandal full. Yeah, I feel no, like that, yeah, definitely go most people are doing that because they like shooting the vandal they know like that's what they do the most yeah but i feel like if you put the the bulldog of the guardian in a slightly better position and lately i've been looking slightly more favorable on the guardian i mean the guardian is such a great gun it's a good gun yeah i just i don't like using it personally but like i feel like i I want to learn how to use the guardian it's not like i think the guardian needs to be buffed for me to use it it's a i currently don't use it because i feel like i won't get the max value out of it um, yeah, right. But, like, it can get that value really well. Because, like, if you're good with the Guardian, there are legitimately cases where you're better off with buying a Guardian than a Vandal. Oh, yeah, And the probably. Phantom is just a whole step down because you can't one-tap. Depending yeah. this, you know, that's more often on defense. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think the Guardian... I think the thing about both of the guns... Oh, that was not a satisfying crack. That was not a satisfying crack. Out. No, you no, just leaked, no. leaked beer all over our coffee table books. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks for that. There you go. You video watchers, you get to see this happening live. <laughs> Who the better beer cracker is. <laughs> yeah, that was a very unsatisfying beer crack. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure I was why. listening to it in the mic. I was like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> I have to edit this out. Motherfucker, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're going downhill fast. Yeah, that gas is wasted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but what I was going to say is that um, by nature of, the, of some of the stuff we've discussed earlier, that um, if you're going to save a lot of cases, you won't have nearly enough money for a bulldog or guardian. And then if you've saved correctly, in a lot of cases, you have enough money for a vandal or phantom. Which means that in, in, unless you're a guardian or bulldog fan... You use those guns so much less than either an eco gun or a full buy gun, and because they're like a eco plus gun, and so as a result, that means it's harder to want to use them when you have the option because mm-hmm. you don't unless you go in you know unless you go into DMs unless you go into the range and practice with them you just get so much less practice with them in games. So I feel like that's something that I don't know how you address necessarily, but... I don't think it necessarily needs to be addressed. I don't, like, we're not looking for complete equity across the board between all of the weapons, purchase Mm rate-wise, right? Like, I think that they fulfill a niche in the game, and right now they're in a good spot. I don't think that they need to be changed at all. I would say that the Bulldog could be cheaper, especially if the Spectre was. Just kind of pull down the scale a little bit. Uh, And the Guardian, I think... I think the Bulldog could be 300 credits cheaper. Like, if you look at the piece of, like, you know, one piece of utility kind of thing. Uh, and the Guardian could be maybe, like, 100 credits cheaper. Like yeah, I guess the only be... thing I'm considering with the Bulldog being 300 credits cheaper is, like, to certain price point thresholds. Like, how often would you be able to buy that? Is the Bulldog 1850? Is it 1850 now? What is no, the it's Bulldog? It's, like, 2150. Oh, it and is. And then Guardian's, like, 24. 
if I remember correctly. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think if you made yeah, if you made the bulldog three hundred dollars cheaper, like you'd that start way... buying that more like when you would buy a Spectre now. Yeah, which would like it. It might still be a little bit more expensive, but still like that's no. But I feel like you would buy the bulldog and you would sacrifice the fact that's or like you'd be banking on the fact that hey, I'm getting a kill here and that's going to allow me to buy rifle full next round. Or if I don't get the kill, I'm going to buy Vandal Light. Yeah, you know, going into next round. Right, which is like that. That's something that I will actually often look at when I'm deciding. Hey, am I gonna force with like a yeah. um, a sheriff or a a marshal? Yeah, is like I'm looking at this as like, hey, like, well, this brings me down to like three thousand eight hundred credits. But if I get a kill, that bumps you over. But the that bumps me over special, what I need yeah. so that I can yeah. full buy next round. And so like, uh, like I'm kind of viewing like, hey, how do I feel about? Like, how do I feel about my likelihood of getting a kill in this round, right? It's like, do I, do I feel that, like, hey, I can I can get one and and be in a good good position and then we'll be chilling? Or am I in an awkward position and it's not, like, I'm just not going to get, or I feel like I'm unlikely to be able to get a kill. And therefore, it's like, well, maybe I'm better off just saving and having some extra money right, next right. round, which, like... Yeah, I will say that's one thing that you've, uh, you know, hearing you talk about that has encouraged me to do that more. I didn't used to do that at all. But thinking about that, uh, especially as a justification to, you know, buy a stinger. I mean, I really don't do that because I never have the confidence in myself to get the kill <laughs> <laughs> that round. So <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm not gonna lie; it often backfires. Yeah, I'm yeah. often like, hey, dude, like. I'm getting one with this marshal. I'd rather then, buy with my team. And then, and then I hate I, uh, being the guy who's like, "Oh, I should really buy with my team here," and then not being able to next next round. Like when we're yeah. like, "Hey, let's half buy," and and then I end up having to go light shields the next round. I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit, I fucked up." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. My my issue is that a lot of times when I play a duelist, especially on attack, I might use one piece of utility and then get one kill. And that cancels out, so that I end up, you know, if I budgeted thirty nine hundred for the next round, I'm good. Oh, you to have go. to rebuy that utility. Well, yes, but if I budgeted yeah. thirty nine hundred and I get the kill, I rebuy the utility. Yeah. So often I just think like thirty nine hundred is the price point. But then I play mm. someone else who gets less kills and uses more utility, and then I end up in that situation. I'm like, oh shoot, I should have accounted for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I because yeah. as Brim, I usually want to buy my Molly most rounds. Yeah, but like I still think of it as like four thousand is what I'm looking for, and that. Minimum gets me a extra smoke. Like, it gets me two mm. smokes then. Yeah. And yeah. if I can't buy my molly, then whatever. But I, I want more than one smoke. If mm. I'm going to have one smoke vandal full, I buy light. And I go with, like, what is it? That's uh, not even full utility, but I'll fuck, mm-hmm. the, st- fuck the stim beacon. Yeah, fuck the stim beacon. You, I will say I buy stim beacon over molly as brim. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, well, because I, I lean heavily into fast-firing weapons as brim. It's... I only ever buy, uh, not not including pistols, obviously, uh, Spectre, Phantom, Odin, as yeah. Grim. So all of those benefit hugely from the stim, and so I will buy that over those. My mollies often do over 200 damage in a round. So I feel like I am wasting po- like potential damage, especially like on defense, this is. Yeah. Um, because when people are doing fast sight hits, putting your molly in your smoke on, at the choke... Entry. Yeah, I will sometimes do Molly over so so good. Yeah, because as soon as people start pushing that smoke, if they've wasted utility to flash out, they're going to continue pushing that smoke, and then the rest of the team's like, "Well, fuck my 
Like, one person's on site. We gotta follow. And they all get, yeah. like, 50 damage from the molly. And then you've just done a ton of chip damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brim is probably the agent that you most often, at the end of the round, see that you damage literally everyone on the enemy team. Yeah. To some extent. Because <laughs> you have that, and then you have the ult as well. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, both of them have a very high chance of affecting large numbers of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, as you said that, I realize sometimes I do go molly instead of stim. So, I, I, like, I do sometimes, I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I had my stim here. But... I would always buy the Molly before this. Yeah, it, it is rough though spectating you as Brim and seeing all the times I would use the stim that you don't. Yeah, like for me, if I'm not with the team, if we've split up from the initial time on offense and you know we defaulted to start or something, anytime I'm like I'm about to take a gunfight, stim's going out. Whereas I, I, I'm watching you, I'm like, oh, here comes the stim. No, it's no. still in this pocket. Yeah, it <laughs> takes me yeah. an extra second to pull out the stim, which sometimes I don't want. And then also I use the stim more for movement than I do for That's fair. for the increased fire rate. And so I use the stim on rotates or if I'm trying <laughs> to get out of somewhere very quickly. I wish the, the stim was only a movement buff. I was going to say the exact opposite, which is that I use the stim before it added movement speed, so yeah. that, that's why my head is different with it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I never use the stim before that because like, I, I do like the increased fire rate and I will use it like very sparingly in those situations. But usually yes. it's for a, uh, I need to move faster, or I want my team to move faster right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. one thing that we've said uh, when I've been here that we probably won't get to is I need to, to give Chase some intensive Odin training. Because yeah. he needs to <laughs> learn to harness the power of Odin plus Tim. Oh my god. Yeah. The, it, it, but you talking about not being able to buy with the team next round? Yeah. Is, uh, is, <laughs> reminds me of my, probably the favorite thing I've ever clipped in Valorant. Um, which is... The clip starts with Chase saying, like, hey, everybody, like, save, buy for next round. Me hitting tab, looking at my credit threshold, and being like, nah. <laughs> and then Raina, also on our team, also having Spectre full, being like, 50 credits left over, like, nah. And then a right-off barrier drop, we combined for four kills. Yeah. And, like, the round is just, like... It's a you win the round. Yeah. 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 Um, and I just love that clip because I was like, I know Chase would have fucking roasted me next round yeah. and I couldn't buy with the team if this didn't work out in our favor. Yeah, very lucky that it worked out for yeah. you. And then you have me who typically doesn't do that, but sometimes just forgets what round it is and like forgets that it's supposed to be a bonus round and the next round Chase is like, what the heck? And I'm like, yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't think about it. The times when I yeah. like am not able to buy with the team are times when I forget like because I have enough money to buy full and mm-hmm. I kind of just like muscle memory just yeah. go do my full buy yeah and then everybody else like is on a, a significant save and so nobody's like save 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 they're all just kind of like oh well we have to save here so everybody's mm-hmm. saving and then the next round when everyone's full buy I'm like well shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that reminds me Chase that when I'm especially when I'm solo queuing um I'm not really an IGL, but I am an econ IGL. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will almost always call out if there's any confusion at all. Like, let's I, ha- I you guys get the full buying here, you guys get the saving. And people never pay attention. People, like, people sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Some, but, like, sometimes, like, three people will buy up, and I'll be like, yo, this is a save. Like, let's save here, buy for next. And then no, no, two no. of them will sell, and one of them still. Oh, yeah. yeah, but, like, three can buy. one of them requests next round. <laughs> this isn't a buy. This is, like... This yeah. is like they're buying Spectre full. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, people are... And to, to lose all of their credits when yes. we're like, no, this should be a full save. Like, Oh, yeah. That, that like, oh, but also you just talking about, like, killing everybody or, like, doing damage to everybody with your molly as they yeah. push through sight. Because, like, 
somebody's out on site and they're like, oh shit, I guess we need to go in. That's you? No, no, that just, like, that reminds me of uh, this game that I was playing with Tony the other day in which, like, I, like, the the Neon on our, on our team was fucking roasting me for having an awful scoreline. To which, you know, in their defense, I, I did have an awful scoreline and I was not having a good game. But, like, there'd be so many times when it's just, like, I'm like, alright guys, like, here, let's, like, like, where we're all sitting B-Main on a set. Like, let's, let's go. I'm going to smoke and dash out. Um, and it's not like there's a smoke or a molly blocking people from pushing out. Yeah. And it's like, I'm on site. I peek out of my smoke. There are three fucking people gunning me down. Um, and there was, there was a, I don't know, maybe the Astro was just having a good game. I can't say that they were smurfing for sure. But, like, this Astro was a fucking demon with an Odin. And they were winning, so they had money yeah. that she always had in Odin and was just fucking gunning us. Like, she got, like, three to four kills a fucking round. Just, like, <laughs> gunning everybody down with an Odin. Um, yeah. And it, it was just a point where it's just like, motherfuckers, I have sight. I am on sight. Yeah. By myself. Why are four of you still fucking stuck in garage? <laughs> like, yeah, Cass then, was telling me that story, and I was like, I relate more than he could ever know is a Yoru and Neon <laughs> main. That is always me. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, the Astro was on the other side of the map and had a good scoreline. Or, not the Astro, the Neon was on the other side of the map and had a good scoreline because they were baiting everybody and getting kills. Yeah. But, like, they're just fucking... Whereas you're like, oh, guys, it's easy. Just, you have to click heads. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker, there's three of them staring at me. Yeah. Where yeah. the fuck are you? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's just, like... I wish my team was willing to take that 200 collective damage as a team to push through that fucking Brim Molly and help me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, they meant that. But yeah, I was also like 2 and 17. That's tough. It wasn't that bad. That, that's was, a bad I was like, I was like yeah. 2 I was like two and 11, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and one of those kills, or no, I think both of my, I think my first two kills in the game were with shorties. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I was, I was not, not having a good game. But, like, still, it's like, like, fucking give me some goddamn backup on site, and maybe I'd have a couple more kills. And the other thing is, like, when I have a bad scoreline, even if somebody on my team can buy me, me, like, they could afford to, but then they wouldn't be able to buy next round, it's like, I feel guilty asking, like, hey, like, can I get a buy here? Yeah. Unless it's like, you know, like, like I'd ask Tony, because Tony was in the game with me, I'd ask Tony for a buy. Right, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's a serious shade right there. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's Tony like, doesn't need to buy a gun. Himself. No, 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 no. It's more just like, even if I'm two and seventeen, I'm better than him. All right, but that's not. That wasn't the point. It's like I'd ask Tony. I'd ask you guys if I'm having a bad oh, game. Okay, okay. But I'm not gonna ask some like randos if I'm like if I'm having a bad game. I'm not gonna yeah. be like, hey, like, can can you buy me a rifle? I will still, and then sometimes they just they ghost you. Uh-huh. They 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 just yeah. go no, and or they just don't buy you and yeah. say nothing, and I'm like. Okay, fair, fair, but, like, come on, like, yeah. that doesn't mean I'm not gonna get four kills this round, <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> Alright, yeah. Um, like, I ended the game middle of the pack on our team, because I picked it up towards the end. Yeah. But it's, like, at the start, when we were on, on attack, uh, it's, like, I did, when, like, when I got a bad scoreline, like, I feel so guilty asking someone to buy me. Um, yeah. Which especially... is why I also try to buy anybody that, like, if I have the money to buy... I'm buying them. Oh, for sure. Um, regardless of if they're bottom frag. and like mm-hmm. Because it's better to have that rifle on our oh, team yeah. than not. Unless 100%. they're a bottom frag who I really hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Unless yeah, they're no. doing some dumb shit and I'm just like... If they're doing some that. dumb shit... Yeah. If yeah. you want an op on attack, no. Well, I'm even saying <laughs> yeah, if they're playing weirdly. No, Tony does that all the time. Tony will be like, 
hey, will you buy me? And I, like, hit the, like, oh, yeah, sure, like, whatever button. And then, it, like, I bought him an awful. I'm like, what the fuck? You didn't say buy me an awful. Like, I would have not bought you an awful. It's yeah, a terrible and, idea. Yeah, the options are decline or uh, whatever you said. I was going to quote it. Yeah. It's not buy. <laughs> it's what Ghost? Or whatever. Ghost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, I, like, I have such a hard time bringing myself to ask, like, random people in our lobbies to buy me when I'm not having a good game. Okay, I want to go through this just because I never have a topic to talk about, and sure, um, we can make it kind We've of short. We got time. It's another uh, like you know visual, slightly visual thing, just because there is a visual for us that nobody else can see. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> classic, classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the one time we have audio. We... <laughs> oh, actually, wait. I'm the editor. I could put it in. Yeah, you could put it oh, in. Yeah. yeah, if it's this, this video ever sees the light of day. Yeah, yeah it, hopefully it will, as long as your computer doesn't die in the next couple minutes. Yeah. Which happens when you're recording something. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is just, uh, you know, I too can go through the Reddit, as Hunter said a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. crazy, the wealth of, of topic ideas that the Valorant subreddit gives you. Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah. somebody posted a chart of agent pick rates through ranks. And it lists them, like, 1 through what, 20, of which agents are the most popular picked at each rank in the game. Um, being, Can you zoom in the text, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I can try. I have no idea how to do that. Uh, control plus. Um, wait, wait. No, 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 dude. He's got a... Oh, oh, whoa. Well, I'm surprised you know where the plus key is on your keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a plus I mean just because it's a 60% doesn't mean it doesn't have a plus key yeah. there's so many times I've tried to do keyboard shortcuts on Chase's uh, keyboard and I'm like yeah where's the delete key or like do you not have a delete key I have a backspace key yeah. bruh how do you type the delete key is so nice to be able to go the other way when you're in a oh no text. About that, like, I, they're just like like how do you control delete yeah, how do you control all the? I'm sure there's a there's control some... shift escape also works if you're just trying to. No, get to look, the task what do you manager. do? Like I'm not saying hypothetically. What do you do when you need to pull up task manager? Control shift escape. Is that what you do? I've never needed to do that. I don't know what you're talking about. I I, I exit the game, search task manager in the bar, and then <laughs> pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> like you've never had your computer lock up to where you couldn't do anything and wait, you just oh, turn control, the power off. Wait, control alt delete. Pulls up task manager. It pulls up. It pulls up, it pulls up a menu that you can do different that things, do different including things. task manager. I thought it just shut the fucking computer down. No, 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 no. No, no. If, no, if you're looking for the which you have control shift. <laughs> I can't and, believe you don't know control it, 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 delete. It, it, if you just want fucking, yeah. fucking Mac user, I've, I've, had, <laughs> I've had a Windows for about two years. So you know, you know what command option escape does then? No. Okay, well, that does that. Then yeah, you're, okay, then you're, now, you're, now you're yeah, just yeah. in the wrong. <laughs> right, you're just in the wrong. Uh, but yeah. if you if you're trying to pull up Task Manager, Control Shift Escape. So your command option Escape is the Mac version. Yes, yes. yes. of Control Delete. Yeah, but, but, yeah. Yeah, I, could, I could do that, but it's just you know, it, it's there on the keyboard. I don't have a sixty percent keyboard on my laptop. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, did you have a Mac laptop though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah command option Escape exists on the Mac. Keyboard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That that's oh, obviously okay. a Mac a yeah. Mac shortcut. Right. right. Yeah. Anyway, all that is a huge diversion from what we were trying to, uh, you know, enlarge. I don't know if that was really a diversion and just more of, like, a chase. What the fuck? I really can't <laughs> believe you don't know that. I'm saying that I don't know, like, one Windows thing. And it's very rare that I need to, like, free, like my computer freezes. I need to shut it down. Yeah, but it's not like it, it's not like it freezes. It's just, like, task manager. It's like... 
Well, well it's just it's, the weird thing is that you were saying, you know, you have a problem with the game, you shut the game down, and then you pull up Task Manager, or you like shut it down. I like you alt tab. Yeah, like alt tab or Windows. There are plenty of times for me I've had issues where the game is frozen and I can't alt tab or press Windows. I have to use Command Control Alt Delete to then close the game. I've never had that issue. I guess I can't believe you've never had that issue. Wow. Okay. Well, so do you not try to like launch Valorant sometimes and it's just like running, but like it's not actually running? On yeah. The computer? So I search Task Manager and I pull up. Oh task my manager. god! Yeah, like, that, that's the oh thing that I can't fucking god. believe is that you just don't know the keyboard shortcut <laughs> to get to Task. Yeah, manager. like I feel like if you know any keyboard shortcut, you would know Control All Delete. Like, do you know what Alt Tabbing is? Yeah. Well, I, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do you have an Alt key on your keyboard? Yeah, there's an Alt key. Okay. Okay, we're getting very into the weeds here. So. <laughs> <laughs> as you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. As Join saying. the Discord to roast Chase about him not knowing how to use a PC. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just be happy I have a PC. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? Yeah. That's not a given. Okay, but I think it's really interesting looking at this um, at this chart to see what agents kind of stay stagnant throughout the ranks of being like this is a very popular picked agent, and then at which, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, really cool patterns of, like, some that really drastically increase in in pick rate and some that drastically decrease in pick oh, like rate. Astra? Yeah, so Astra's, like, the the easiest one to, to spot on this, where um, Astra is in the last place for iron and bronze, literally, like, place 20 for pick rate, and then quickly shoots up to place 11 for radiant. Dude, ouch yeah. on the harbor. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, harbor, harbor fucking... I, I feel like Riot's going to seriously buff harbor, considering that he's last in pick rate for both, like, pro and ranked, which I don't know if that's ever happened before for an agent. Like, that is brutal. Yeah, I mean... Ah, uh, Yoru? Uh, I'm pretty sure Yoru pretty quickly got a decent player base in ranked, even though not in pro, obviously. Yeah. So harbor is second to last for iron and bronze, and then every other rank is last. Um, Crazy. That, that's pretty pretty rough. Yoru is um, high. It, it's number eleven in uh, iron. But, yeah, but that's just because he's cool. Yeah, so number eleven in iron, and then drops to eighteen and nineteen for the rest <laughs> of the ranks. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, which which is a, a a little rough for anybody who likes playing Yoru. Uh, I'll, I'll consistently at the top. You have uh, Reina. Um, Reina is probably the most consistently high ranked. Uh, person here yeah uh where yeah is the highest picked for bronze three to plat three which i had a theory about that one being smurfs smurfs i also have that similar theory for sage being number one in iron which is that you have a lot of his sage or her sages oh uh, no you know, but also there. but also in in iron people aren't hitting a lot of headshots your sage heal gets a lot more value the lower rank you're in yeah it's... i don't think people are necessarily calculating the value of a heal in iron though is the thing oh, well, i guess these are be. pick rates not win rates yeah, these yeah, are yeah. pick rates yeah All okay right. so that's where i'm thinking it's the his sage her sage helping boost friends maybe i could see that but also just like but why would they still be in iron then no no because like... it is the smurf who's in iron this is a smurf who's boosting their buddy and I mean, that's it's why hard to in... smurf to iron. Yeah, but yeah, also, yeah, also, we're talking fair. about we're talking about pick rates here. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like, right? Yeah. So, like, sure, you're more likely to pick a certain agent if you're if you're smurfing. But like, if you're smurfing, they're probably not picking the sage. Dude, did you not listen to what I'm saying? You're like, picking I the sage. I understand. I understand. To help out, to heal yeah, up the, yeah, your yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. 
But like, also, if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to boost my buddy, I'm not fucking picking Sage. I'm picking fucking. It's a couple of things. Are you not supposed to be Valorant couples? It's not about the frags I think or about Sage the boosting. Like... It's about the love shared between the two also, people. Also, Sage is the best fucking agent in the game in ranked. Sage is uh, decent, what were you up? decently easy to play. Yeah, yes. this is Sage is decently easy to play. Understand guaranteed. how her kit, kit works. Yeah. You get guaranteed value. This is probably why she's so good at lower lower ranks. Like number one in in iron, two in bronze, silver, gold, and then drops off a bit from there. But never like even in immortal radiant goes down to eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like Sage is pretty good all around, but like definitely sees a steep fall off once you pass diamond. I can't believe that an iron killjoy is played more than Jet. That is kind of really like, surprising. Like, what that the is fuck? Because, like, okay, here's the thing, right? Jess is the most fun agent in the game. And I know that some people are going to disagree with me. I would disagree with you. To which the <laughs> only thing I can say is you're you're wrong. Um, <laughs> See, Jet has, a, I think, a higher skill floor. Which is why... Oh, for sure. No, Jet does absolutely have a higher skill which floor. Which is why you see Jet increase up to number one diamond through radiant. Yeah, but, like... But even when you're bad at Jet, Jet is still fun. I would argue that a lot of the things... There's a lot of things... Like if you go back to launch Jet, I would agree. But the issue is there are so many things that now are frustrating about Jet. Like when your dash expires and you don't get to use it meaningfully. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you right-click with your knives and miss and you're not hitting your left-clicks all that well in iron. Yeah. Like there's a lot more things that take away from Jet's fun if you're mechanically not very skilled or lacking in game sense. Like, you have to have a certain yeah, amount of game okay. sense for Jet to be no, yeah, like, You know, I, I what, you know what's fun is getting kills. And yeah, so, yeah. If, if you're not able to get kills because you don't have, like, the basic skills yet to yeah. play Jet, um, then it is probably more fun to play a Killjoy because, especially at, like, a rank like Iron, you're probably going to get so much more value out of your mollies and alarm bot. I mean, the amount of detains you're going to get at Iron. The detains, yeah. Like, also, your fucking, your turret's fucking god tier in Iron. Yeah. Turret's going to be pretty pretty good. Um, I mean, iron's like kind of all mixed around, so it's yeah. a it's very, a very interesting thing to look at. Uh, I think cipher's also a, a crazy one to look at um, when you look at starting at sixteenth in iron and then quickly going up to like being seventh. Yeah. In yeah. immortal radiant, like huge, huge increase. Okay, this is something that like I don't think has really been touched on that much, or like you can't really see in this graph. But, like, something that's really been affecting pro play lately is, uh, I think the Killjoy Resurgence has artificially pushed Fade out of the meta. Huh? Because to counter Killjoy, you want a Sova. Just the Shock Dart stuff? Uh, Shock Dart, Hunter's Fury, um, yeah, mostly that. Like, it's like a bunch of teams want the Hunter's Fury uh, to be able to counter the um, the lockdown, what just because of how good yeah, I'm not sure how many people pick a Sova to counter Killjoy lockdown. Consistently, what seven to ten on here? I know I see it a lot when I've been watching these um, these like the the tier two challenger series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see it happen. I'm, my question no, is no, just no, 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 not 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 whether it happens, but like you often see teams holding on to a a Sova ult instead of using it. Because the enemy team has their Killjoy lockdown. Oh, I don't disagree. Or there's often, like, a race to, like, try to get the Killjoy lockdown before the enemy team gets their Sova ult. Um, or, or in scenarios where, like, you'll, um, 
Yeah, it's like you'll see Killjoys not ulting in a scenario in which, like, you would usually think to ult in because the enemy Sova has their ult. And, like, there's this kind of, like, there's this pseudo uh, game of, like, chicken in terms of, like, hey, are you going to use your ult first so that I can get more value out of mine? And it's, like, you get passive value out of just having this Sova ult in your pocket the exact same way that you kind of get passive value out of having the Killjoy ult in your pocket because the enemy Sova slash Killjoy doesn't want to burn their ult to make yours that much stronger. Yeah, so what you're saying is to get the most passive value, you should just get your ult and never use it as Killjoy and Sova. Well, no, because once <laughs> yeah, yeah. you... Yeah, it's like, like, haha, I got uh, this passive value. Sure, thought. but like, like yeah. there's obviously the active value is more beneficial, right? But like, yeah, you often see it as like, ah, like, well, shit. It's like, this is a really good, or like, I kind of need to use my Sova ult here. Right, and then I mean, so I think it's you're like diminishing you fire it off and... the uh, the usefulness of Sova ult by saying that its best capability is deleting. I'm not well, yeah. saying its best capability is deleting Killjoy ult. Well, here's the thing, Cass. You're making you're a three step right? process. Yeah. You're saying step number one is Sova ult is you know useful for countering KJ ult. Obviously mm-hmm. true. Step number two is you see in pro play pros holding on to Sova ult in case there's a KJ ult. Also, I would totally agree. And then the third step you're making is the pros picked Sova to use his ult to counter KJ, and that's why they picked him over Fade, and that's why I don't. I'm not sure if I agree. Like that third step, I'm not making with you. Mm. Like, like Fade's pick rate has dramatically dropped. But there's an, there's another since the since Chamber has left the meta. Well, yes, but there's another thing as well that um you're ta- that you've been talking about, which is that the Fade Raise combo is really good, and with more teams going back to a Jet instead of a Raise. Uh, with Chamber not being in the meta as much, that is also having a big impact because Fade Raise is a good... Yeah. Which you've said before. Mm-hmm. Also, I do think it's very interesting that um, uh, the only agent that this chart would say is top five in every rank and that the pros also value very highly is the agent which Cass bizarrely believes is overrated, which is Raise. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on, what about Reyna? Reyna's top five at every Yeah, rank. but the pros don't agree she's top five. Mm-hmm. I added pros as the final qualifier. Yeah, that was the final qualifier. Uh, yeah, yeah. Reyna out of there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Raze is very consistently 3-4. But for some reason, Cass believes he knows better than the pros and every rank of Valorant that Raze no, is no, overrated. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah Raze gets a lot of value. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> fucking boring. <laughs> you know what's not cool? Chamber. Well, also, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that statement. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, also, where's Chamber on this list? Uh, he's down at 16, 17 in every rank. I see. Ouch. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Raze is just like, like, oh, you, uh, oh, I'm gonna walk in with my ult, or I'm gonna blast back in with my ult and, and get a kill, whoop-de-doo. I fucking Whoop fired you a do, rocket. You're flying the... through the air on grenades. Yes, ah. so boring. And then just people firing a massive rocket into the enemy team, getting yourself into positions that you couldn't necessarily be in otherwise. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. In, in if, fact, if, the if biggest... you are the raise, yeah, that can be fun. I mean, I, I can't double blast pack, but like, if you are the raise, I can see how that's fun. In fact, one of but... the biggest issues with streamers who go against raise is that they fall asleep while their teammates are being ulted by the enemy raise, <laughs> yeah. which is so incredibly boring. They yeah, pass yeah, out yeah, their best. Yeah. If I'm watching a pro game, you know what's way more fucking hype? You fucking updrafting and dashing around as because jet with you your play knives. Jet. No, 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 no. You know what? You know what I, I think is much cooler jet. than updrafting and dashing around as jet. 
teleporting in with Yoru. And that's a personal preference thing. <laughs> I'm not saying that's objectively cool. You know cooler. what I think is way cooler? I think, you know, placing a really tactical brim smoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're yeah. wrong there. Yeah, incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Jet just has more yeah. of a hype factor. That's I don't agree. No. <laughs> I, and specifically yeah. because I don't think you've ever watched a game with Jing in it. Yeah, yeah but like, like yeah. there's a difference between Jing and Ray's. Well, no, sure. like, there's, there's a, a difference between Ye and Chambers, or like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Cryo and Jets. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably the better example is the uh, Sayo player and Jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but like, it's just like I find that Jet, on average, and yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm biased because I do play Jet, but like, I yeah, think it's no a, shit. <laughs> I think it's way fucking sicker to be going in there and tapping heads with your knives. Yeah. Okay, this needs to be a poll. Once again, hit, do this poll if I forget. Is Ray's or Jet cooler? Or are they both cool? Well, I guess really the question yeah. is, is Ray's totally uncool? Yeah, uh, that's, that's going to be the poll. Better, because I, yeah. I think that, yes, you're right. It is sick to see people like 180-ing in the air and tapping heads with knives. Is that yeah. cooler than a, than a Ray's ulting? Yes. But is she uncool? No. Because you can get yourself into positions with these double blast packs that make things go, like, super snappy and really fucking fun to oh, watch. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think that, like, I find that, like, a big problem with Reyes is just, like, a lot of it is just, like, you do something and then you, like, you forget about it. And it's it's less <laughs> active and engaging in terms of, like, I throw my nade, it goes over there and it does stuff. See, the issue is right. Cass then, doesn't have... He never developed uh, object permanence as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so he can't see the date anymore. He's like, why is there a kill effect on my screen? It's just like... like you just like... You, you, you chuck your nade over there and it does something. Your fucking boombot goes out and it, it, it does something. But, like, the agent itself isn't... Like, the... Like, what I, what I think is super cool about Jet is, like, when you're watching Jet's POV... Like, when, when you're watching, like, a, a pro stream or a broadcast or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, you get to see everything that they're doing, and it's always really cool and exciting in terms of, like, what's actually going on. Whereas, like, is it sick when, like, you see a Raisinade just light up the kill feed with four or five kills? Yeah. But, like, you chuck the Raisinade over the wall or into back sight, and, like, it's not like... Now, if the broadcast got better and there's a follow cam on this nade as it goes in... And it's like third person, and you get to see, you get to see all those paint shells explode, and then everybody's stuck in like a viper molly back sight and is decayed, and then the raisinade goes off, and you get to see all them die. That'd be way fucking cool. So really, your problem is with Valorant observing, not with yeah. raisinade. Well, that, like, but like replay system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's just like it's it's so much less exciting for me when I'm watching a broadcast and like you see a raise get like a two K with the grenade. Yeah. It's like. It, because it's not on your screen, it's it's less cool, and it, it's less like in your face about how talented this player was. Like now, I'm not trying to argue against the talent of the player. Like you know, like you needed really good game sense to put that nade into there at the right point. You needed good teamwork if you're using a, a decay from a viper molly or like a um or, C's, or the fade yeah. C's, right? Yeah, it's like that requires a bunch of really good like like teamwork timing communication game sense just like map knowledge like those are all factors that go into it but those factors aren't shown on the screen for you to watch Cass, i am amazed this is the first time you've ever made the argument of rays being boring and you've made it many times to me 
that it made sense. Like, I finally get what you're saying, which is that you want the kills to be earned by gunfire. Like, gunfire yeah. that you watch. And that you don't like the idea of you not earning your kills with your gun. That's true. Like, the cool things that I think about yeah. raids is more like the getting into positions and taking people, like, catching people off guard and then shooting them with a gun. Yeah. Not, like, yeah. not getting there and then throwing a nade. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, shooting them with their gun. So I, I think that I understand where you're coming from For now. the first time ever, despite yeah. this <laughs> many, many times. But you finally I, added the missing piece. Do I think you're still wrong? Yes. But I do see what you're yeah. saying. Okay. And I, I see, like, yes, I, I agree that getting a couple of kills with knives, like, getting a 2K with jet knives is way cooler than getting a 2K with Razult or with a, mm-hmm. a nade. Well, I would disagree about the ult. I think the ult requires so much skill to use without getting shot first mm. that in most cases, I mean, you see a ton of Rosa ults in pro games because yeah, they don't right. want to expose themselves. They don't want to expose themselves to the point where they don't get the ult off. Yeah, but the other thing with the ult is, like, oftentimes you can just, like, assuming the scenario allows for it, is that you can kind of guarantee going one for one, assuming the other guy doesn't hit a disgusting headshot as your boss backing through the air. Yeah, not in pro games. You don't see it's like dedicated uh, one for one. I mean, I see a lot. Like I see a lot of times where it's like they get the kill on the raise, and it's like you feel a bit for the raise, but like their their rocket is coming straight for the person that like just shot them. Yeah, you know, it's like you see that a fair amount. Um, okay, one of the other things that I wanted to bring up here is like. But just talking about the excitement factor, can we all agree that, like, the artist 1v3 is the best clutch of all time? I don't know if I... I, I, I can't picture I what you're thinking. Okay. I guess my I my 1v3 it. on the same site was the best clutch of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no I, I, it was a very nice clutch, but it was mainly about aim. Yeah. And for me, I prefer ones that involve more utility and movement as well. Okay, I, because, I see what you're saying. Yeah, if you want to say the best aim 1v3, then sure. Yeah. Because that was nasty in terms of the flicks he was hitting. It was just like, and that was so exciting because the observers were on him while three people were pushing him. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, they're all like, they're, they're triple peaking him. Yeah. Like, he's gonna die. And unfortunately, that clip was probably a bit under-discussed due to all the controversy of the KJ turret bug, which like dominated right. discussion of that game. Um, but, like, yeah. it was disgusting. Like, just him flicking back and forth, hitting hitting the first two headshots, getting uh, seized by Fade, being 1 HP, and just fucking balls in his hand. No, balls dragging across the ground. Swung the, something that Cass was interested in. Swung yeah. the Fade with 1 HP and head tapped the shit out of her. Like, yeah, it, this is nuts. It, it, it's just, like, that's so fucking exciting to watch. Because you get to see every engagement happening on your screen. Yeah. It's gunplay. It's right there. Sure, there's utility flying at him. But, like, the the main action is right there in front of you to be seen. Yeah. And that's my biggest complaint about Raze in pro games, specifically. Yeah, see, I guess as I thought about it more, though, the thing is, Jet's nade ability... Sorry, Jet's nade? <laughs> Raze's nade ability is her signature ability, and Jet's signature ability is her dash. You know, you don't, like, just immediately nut seeing a Jet dash. So the comparison yeah. shouldn't necessarily be, you know, Raze nade to Jet getting kills with gun, because, you know, neither of those are based on the signature ability. Both of them, you know, they have a movement ability on their Q, which sets them up for kills. And then both of them have a weapon as an ult, and obviously you prefer seeing the jet knives. But that's the part where it falls apart again for me a little bit. 
Yeah, but it's like like Jet can only kill with yeah guns and alt, right? Sure. Like, so you're saying which what when you're seeing that person get kills, it's with this or with that. It doesn't really matter which utility it is. Right, right, right. Much, yeah. But like, I guess what I'm saying is that you're not necessarily losing out on gunplay kills on a raise because they're killing people with the nade, since it's not like a swap. It's no, no but like, it, yeah. but there are fewer kills to be had there, and also the raise is putting themselves into less situations in which they're taking those head-to-head gunfights. Whereas on on jet, that's the only way you're getting kills is taking those head-to-head gunfights. But that also means there's a little bit more risk involved with the raise because first of all, she doesn't have a dash. And second of all, she doesn't have the cloud bursts and the updraft she can do immediately. So for when a raise is like blast packing into sight, I think that's a lot more exciting because she could be shot out of the sky at any time. And she needs to land and make a lightning fast decision here. It's just not like she's updrafting and then she can immediately be like, see ya, whoop, with Jet as soon as yeah. things get scary. Like you're much more committal as raise, which kind of ups the stakes that I think makes it fun to watch. But we, we'll put this in a poll. Mm-hmm. We will. We'll see what the people think. Yeah, is raise on the cool? People think, yeah. But at least understand your perspective, even if I still disagree with it. Yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to say is going back to the whole thing of chamber being at sixteen and seventeen on this chart. Um, that's the kind of thing where that I was talking about with you know Reyna is up there one to three. I think ideally, starting with the changes I said, but not necessarily those of the alt and headhunter being reverted to launch chamber. I think it would be appropriate to see Chamber easily top five, or at minimum top ten, in these rankings in ranked play, and then just significantly less in pro, much like Reyna. But, like, I, I think the only way you get that is, like, like the whole thing about Reyna is Reyna's kit is so snowball-y. And, like, it's a thing in pro play, too. And, like, the reason why you don't see Reyna as much in, in, in pro play is... Because the caliber of the people you're playing against, it just makes it so much harder to snowball. And the team play of it. Yeah, that, that effect together. I, I think su- the team play effect is like a massive component too. I suppose, but I think that's somewhat disproved by the fact that Ascendant, Immortal, and Radiant still have Reyna at um, three. At third. Yeah, I but think like, it's more the team play aspect that, that I'm thinking of. Is that, like, when you're snowballing... Yeah. Um, in pro play, I think because of the way that everybody has thought out exactly their positioning at any point, it is so much more likely to be traded in like a efficient manner after one kill, and therefore not being able to use your like your snowball effect. As, well, well as but that's well. the whole point of Reyna that you avoid the trade with the dismiss. Yeah, like I feel like you're that the in a way, it... but you're set up in a in a way that I think can counterplay that better. I don't know. I, I don't know I how, just, how people play at Radiant. Yeah, I've never been there. I just have to look at it a different way, which is that I think the biggest re- reason why Reyna is picked and ranked more than Pro is because she just doesn't provide much team utility. Not that she's easier to kill or easier to trade okay. at the Pro level. Okay. It's that, you know, if you're not getting kills as Reyna, you're not providing anything I, to her. I think there's also another big consideration here, which is like, if, if you're in Radiant, are you really fucking good at this game? 100%. Yeah. There's no argument against right. that. Are you pro level? No, not Probably not, right? Well, not necessarily. But yeah, like not necessarily. The thing is, right? pro level is so different because you're not playing pro level. Could you maybe be on a yeah. pro team given the time to work that out? 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, like, the, you're not playing in your ranked games at a pro level because you're not doing this. Yeah, all yeah the, the big thing is. Yeah, the big thing is that pro level isn't just Radiant Plus. Yeah. It's a different thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who are lower ranked Radiants who are better pros than the top 10 Radiants. There are sometimes really high ranked Radiants who just are not a good fit for a pro team despite having tried out for some. Mm hmm. No, yeah. and, like, but, like, I mean, you, you see it, like, on, on, like, YouTube and shit like that, or just, like, when some pros are streaming, right? It's, like, uh, you, you get a player, like, the caliber of, like, yay, tens. Yeah. Like, the, those top-tier, like, mechanically gifted players, right? And you see them just fucking farming kills in Radiant Lobbies. Because they're just... Do you? You don't really. Not, yeah, not I, often, I, I watch pro streams like yeah, Asuna and other people. And if you watch the highlight clips, maybe. But cryo. if you watch a stream, like half the time they're fucking losing. I know. Obviously, yeah. obviously, it's like cherry picked because like the only times I see it are like people that like go onto these people's streams and they and, clip like clip, No, no, no. They'll clip the full game, like the full ranked match will mm. be available. And like, yeah, you see them. You see them in the rounds where they're not doing good. Like you see the entire game from pistol round to fucking right. game is over. Right and. Are they cherry picking interesting games, or like games that like yeah, these guys probably. pop up in? Say probably, so. but like, like you can still do that in, in a ranked lobby. Whereas like that's so so much harder to do in a pro game. You dropping thirty five kills in a pro game is like holy fuck! You had no, an outstanding. But you're also match. playing a lot more ranked games, and so there's a lot more games to cherry pick from. Yeah. True. True. But either way, yeah, that's that's my view of it is that by continuing to buff Chamber's dual taking ability while not providing team utility and not restoring the busted TP, more ranked, less pro. Well, yeah, but I don't think you can do that without restoring the busted TP. I think those. I think you restore ult and you restore headhunter. He shoots up in ranked, particularly at the higher levels. Yeah, like maybe, maybe not an iron, but like, but but even then, like the the TP is what made Chamber. It wasn't his ult. It wasn't yeah, his I mean, headhunter. You can still kind of TP. Isn't well, it? I mean, it made it made him the dominant agent number one in the game, and that's yeah. not what I'm trying to get back to. That's no, the whole I point. understand. Yeah, but, like I think the the position that his TP in that his TP is in currently prohibits him from being up there. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't think any amount of change you can make to the 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 alt and the headhunter are going to bring Chamber back into the limelight. Unless you made the fucking headhunter a fucking, like, golden gun. Which would obviously be a stupid fucking decision. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, why did you even bring that up? Well, no, I'm saying, but, like, barring that, yeah. no changes to headhunter and alt are going to drag Chamber up the rankings. The, the fact that his trap is so fucking limiting now, which I understand. If, if right. they want to say, hey, you want vocal utility as a sentinel, you play Cypher. If that's what they're going for, I understand that. If that's his niche, but like it, it, his trap just is is so fucking limiting now that it doesn't bring enough value. And the specific range that they set it at, as somebody who played chamber pre nerf, is stupidly frustrating. And then on top of that, I, I think the largest issue here, or the largest issue at hand here, which I, I discussed um, on length on our on our Discord with um, with someone. Is with your fa- your second favorite Discord member? No, or? no, I believe this is still the same. Oh, with your favorite Discord member, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, is it, you're you're in a position where the whole Sentinel aspect that Chamber brought to the table was the 
hey, don't come here. I am showing you where I am on the map because I am taking these aggressive duels. Fuck off. Get out of here. This is my area. And he I, I would say the biggest thing with Chamber is, wee wee, you are dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, you, you just can't do any of that anymore if you want to be safe with your TP. Because there are just so few angles in the game that you can aggressively take those forward stances at now and and get value at saying, hey, don't be here or I will kill you, and get back to safety. Like, the getting back to safety now is the crucial element because for the attacking team, going one for one is a damn good trade so long as you don't lose your controller. Like... Like, you going one for one on attack is fucking phenomenal, especially off barrier drop. Like, way later in the round, maybe less so. But, like, the, the problem is he can't, he can't aggressively hold whatever site he's on. He has to play so much more passively, which defeats the whole purpose of being a sentinel. Well, but that's, that's the whole thing of the rank versus You're not controlling pro. that space. You're giving that space up. But that's the thing with the ranked versus pro, because in ranked, you can hold a very aggressive angle, get that first kill, and now you can re-peak because them not being pros, they haven't done a perfect job of communicating how to use utility to make sure they get that trade on you. And so that's where, you know, you can, re you can have a similar aggressive angle as before, TP away less far, and still get value in ranked with your good guns, whereas at pro, obviously that doesn't apply. Oftentimes, I'm, oftentimes I'm still fucking dead. Well, yeah, but you don't have the... You're not able to use the Headhunter with the cheaper price and better abilities, whatever it was. I okay, but, like, know. also, the other, like... The, the other really big thing here is, like, because of the range restrictions, it's so much more obvious where you are. Oh, yeah. Like, like prior, prior to that change, it's like, you can be playing aggressive at almost any egress onto site. You right. can't do that anymore. Fancy word? Probably a French word initially? No clue. Um, but, like, you, you just can't do that. Now it's so much more telling where on the map you're going to be in the first place because you can't place your TP in any meaningful place on those other areas. And so, like, because you're so much more restricted in where your TP can be, which therefore limits where you can be, and where your trap can fucking be and get value, is, like, it, it, it's way too restrictive. And that has nothing to do with the headhunter, with the alt... You can buff that to the fucking moon. And unless you make... And, like, the ult is, as we've discussed, like, the ult is not what makes or breaks a character. Yeah, right? For sure. Like, people fucking play Omen all the time. You see Omen's high up on this chart. His ult sucks dicks. Yeah. Right? True. Like, it, so you'd have to buff the literal shit out of the headhunter... And if you make it too good, then it's just fucking broken. Yeah, I'm saying launch state. I'm not saying you make it a golden gun, like someone said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that Hunter has something there where, it, like, I think that it will obviously increase the pick rate. But it will it get it back to what it was? No. Because that's not the goal. Well, yeah, but that's not what you're trying to do. Right, right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not what you're trying to do in the first place. I think that there is some benefit to buffing the headhunter and the old and that you will see increased pick rate and will that be enough i don't know um but does the tp still have youthfulness even after the nerf yes it's not useless so i think that buffing parts of that do does have some use 
Yeah, and, and like I said initially, I'm not married to that being the solution. I just really like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm not saying that that's the only thing that would work. But that, but I just was sort of thinking it as it, of, of the Chamber situation as, I feel like it's really difficult to get him back as one of the main players in the pro meta without him being the number one member of the pro meta again. I think he, he's going to end up... I think the only way to do it is to make him a niche pick in the pro meta and make him stronger in ranked. I have, like... And, like, I, I can see that, and I don't mm-hmm. have a problem with that. Like, I think if Chamber has, like, a map, maybe two, in the pool that he's really strong on... Yeah. Like, I think that'd be a good balance, right? He's not ubiquitous. You don't see him on every map. He's just got his place, the same way, like, Brim does, right? Yeah. Brim sees a lot of fucking pick rate on, like, two maps. And I yeah. think that's fine. He's really strong. Like, Brim is really strong in his niche. The my problem is, I just, I don't know how you do that to Chamber without addressing the TP in some way, or the trap in some way. I think the only way you're going to see Chamber rise up in, in pick rate in either pro or ranked is addressing one of those two things. Well, perhaps like last uh, podcast, they've announced a buff as we're recording so we'll find that out in a half hour or so mm-hmm. but, but yeah i mean i'm not we'll see we'll see is what i'll leave that on um chase is there anything else that jumped out to you from this chart since you've examined it more than either of us i mean barely um i don't know why but for right now i can't seem to find brimstone in immortal um i don't know if you guys are looking at the same thing um, I don't think he's there, dude. Brimstone is seemingly he doesn't not on this chart. Oh no, no, hold on! I found him. He's light blue. Uh, I still don't see him in Immortal. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, I see so him. Is the bottom agent cut off? Like, are there twenty-one agents? Excuse me. Are there? But there's no way Brimstone would be at the bottom of Immortal and then yeah, twelve in Radiant. Like, do that you see really a duplicate somewhere? I Man, don't. this is going to be incredible for the audio listeners. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay we'll, we'll figure this out after the podcast. I'm kind of yeah. done, Breach, done talking. Breach is duplicated. Breach is duplicated. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that is the classic thing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone oh, because Breach and Brimstone are the same fucking Exactly, that's what I'm At saying. least I'm not the only yeah. one that fucks this <laughs> Someone up. Someone yeah. else fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, okay. I can't believe they duplicated Breach on here and left out my my man. Um, I've, now the, the question is, I'm going to post these in the chat, but which... Uh, which one do you think is the brimstone? Oh shoot! Hold up. I actually think I knew what they. I know what they might have done. I'm not 100 percent sure of this, but you'll notice the one through ten of immortal and radiant are exactly the same. It's possible they like copy pasted, like from radiant to immortal, and then didn't change immortal. Oh, I see. Like forgot to change immortal. Yeah, because that's mm-hmm. the only time that you have that perfect lineup of the entire chart. So I, I think that no, might but be also happening. I can see Immortal Three and Radiant just being very similar, and because like Radiant is just like the very, like it's the top five hundred players that happen to also be Immortal Three, so I could see them lining up very well either way. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, it's it's possible. I'm I'm not I'm not saying for mm-hmm. sure that's what happened. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, well, the other thing that I think it touched on briefly is that it seems like Riot does really um, look at a combination of ranked and pro pick rates to determine if an agent is. You know, needing some help. Yeah. And so, based on that, it seems like I could 
you know, I bet huge money on in the next couple months Harbor receiving significant bumps. I think Just so. because he's at the rock bottom of both ranked and pro. Like, that's going to be a red flag to Riot based on the way they've operated in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, wrap this up here. Yeah, I think that's sure. Get out of here. I mean, good to see your guys' faces in person. Uh, th- this has been a surreal and incredible yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. All talking about like around the same mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gather around the campfire. Yeah, but with that, we will drink with you later. Amen, brother. Cheers. <laughs>